forever. Dog. This week on the podcast, Grady Hendrix's The Final Girl Support Group. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are talking about the newest, very new, released on July 13th, Grady Hendrix's book, The Final Girl Support Group. Hell yeah. I can't believe how much this motherfucker turns out. (laughs) Yes. And also on top of that, like, Grady's books aren't just like throw away nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you I know how much fucking research someone, went yes. to this fucking book? I, and I was telling someone at lunch today about this book and about his books in general. And I was like telling, telling him the plot. And he was like, wow, that's a really good idea. And I said, yeah, yeah all of his books are like, man, that's a really good idea. And he's like one of the only people, or I guess, that's kind of a weird statement. But on top of it being like a really good idea, the writing of the idea even surpasses the idea. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's, yes, yes, it's like very catchy, very like attention grabbing title, very attention grabbing concept of like, what if there was a support group for all the final girls in slasher movies? Like, oh my God, talk about an elevator pitch. Yeah. It's, and it's then the these writing really great concepts, but then it's like, but yet, even more because imbue all these characters with like very nuanced and real like fears and desires and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like it always goes even deeper than the great idea. Yeah. Which like how often does that happen? I know. I know. How often do you get somebody with like this many like super catchy fucking ideas who just like also writes the shit out of them? And – I loved, this is another, like, you know, we we love when things pay off. Things paid off in this book. There was also, okay, the slasheriness was so slashery. Where oh, yeah. we get the flashbacks of, like, how Lynette became a final girl. And kind of, like, in the mythos of this world, final girls exist. They were There was, like, a rash of, like, serial killer slashery type things that happened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Or like late 70s, early like, 90s. Truly imagine if all of those movies were actually adaptations based on a true story. Yes. And and the thing is, is that every all of these movies or all, all of these real tragedies that happen to real women spawns this huge movement in, in horror. But then we kind of forget about the real people underneath. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool seeing all these different characters that like had dealt with their trauma in different ways. And I and I love the kind of twist that like technically Lynette was not a final girl. And I like that there's yes. like a weird kind of inferiority complex about that. And I like that the other final girls like treat her differently. Yes. It's kind of this fucked up thing because unlike the like, tr- like seriously, like rigid definition of a final girl, which is that she fights and fights. She's the only one to stay alive and she kills her killer. Yeah. Even though they might come back, even though like there's a sequel. Yeah. But for Lynette, 
she just like survived. She didn't take out her own killer. She didn't fight him. And the her <laughs> trauma is so dramatic. <laughs> I truly I was, like, was holy like holy fucking shit. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I I was really moved about her guilt over not being able to protect her sister. Her, like, yeah. When she, like, thinks about how she should have been protecting her and, like, basically, y'all, this murder. So, first of all, like, so are all of them based off of actual slashers or are, I'm sure they are, right? Except for maybe I Lynette's. I don't know about Lynette's. The other but ones I think are, like, else's. pretty, a pretty clear parallel yeah, there's Scream, which is um, mm-hmm. Julia's. Uh, there's there's the Friday movies. the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th is... Uh, uh, fuck, what's her name? Um, Shit. Uh, the one who dies uh, at the very beginning. Um, oh, Annette? Why can't I remember Annette. her name? Yeah, Annette. Annette. Okay. So Annette is Friday the 13th. It's like summer camp. Uh, the killer in the first one is like someone who claims it's their son that he's like... Instead of, you know, uh, Jason's mom being the one killing everyone, it's like some guy that works there that claims that his son was bullied, but really it was just oh, like fake. Adrian. Adrian. Adrian, yeah. And then there's Heather, who is the final girl from uh, like Freddy Krueger, um, Nightmare on Elm Street type thing, because it's like the Dream King and like mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of like astral projection type shit and like Hers all that, which was my favorite. She- she was so fucking cool. I fucking loved her. And also I loved too that like she like everyone was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. She just tells Heather's lies. Just, like, and she's mess. an addict. She's mm-hmm. this. She's that. And all the time she's like, if you went through what I fucking went through, you yeah. would be fucking crazy. And everyone else is like, mm-hmm, okay, okay. We but were it's like, all no, there. <laughs> it's real. She's and fun- then, like, yeah, her shit Lynette was real. at the end like sees as like gets a taste of what Heather went through. And she's like, how the fuck Heather even made it out of that with her sanity intact is yeah. incredible. I will never judge Heather again. I also loved how beautifully flawed Lynette was. Lynette, first of all, like so many levels, right? Like A, she like is fucking punishing herself because she blames herself for like all this shit, mm-hmm. right? But even on the higher level of like buying into the crazy equals dangerous thing, where she literally says about, quote, crazy Chrissy, which is um, basically one of the final girls, like, is considered a betrayer because she, like, writes letters to um, the killers and is like, they're just misunderstood. And, like, and they she, are like, what brings us to our memorabilia. Yeah. <laughs> and she lives in this, like, creepy cabin with this, like, creepy, like, uh, backwoods kind of killer looking guy. Bruce? Um, is, is his name Bruce? Was he Kevin? Huh? Was his name Kevin? Are you sure it was Bruce? I'm not sure at all, but Kevin doesn't <laughs> sound right either. <laughs> but Kevin sounds extremely wrong. Um, uh, I don't think it was Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and stake my fucking life on saying that it wasn't fucking Kevin. <laughs> um, I, oh, Keith. Keith. You were closer. A. You were closer. A. You know what, though? You were right, and it was one syllable, and I was right, and that it started with a K. Yeah, so, so we all win. So we all win. So um, before yeah, so, we get too far into it, sorry, and I let's definitely come back to what you were about to say. I just want to mm. read the synopsis real quick. Oh, sure. So Lynette Tarkington is a real-life final girl who survived a massacre. For more than a decade, she's been meeting with five other final girls and their therapist in a support group for those who survived the unthinkable, 
working to put their lives back together. Then one woman misses a meeting and their worst fears are realized. Someone knows about the group and is determined to rip their lives apart again, piece by piece. But the thing about Final Girls is that no matter how bad the odds, how dark the night, how sharp the knife, they will never, ever give up. Yeah, that was great. I got goosebumps. It's a good plot. Um, um, so you were going to say oh, but, crazy oh, just dangerous. That, right. So, so Lynette literally says in her inner monologue that Chrissy is crazy and crazy is dangerous. And she's fucking wrong. She's wrong. <laughs> she's wrong. And I love that. I love that we have this character. She that, is and she isn't. Like, well, but she was like Chrissy was not a danger to her and neither was Keith. Keith was trying to kill. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm like out Stephanie. of it today. What's Stephanie? For some reason, Chrissy, if I like just read a book, it like hasn't locked into my like long term memory yet. Mm hmm. Or it's been like two days. And so it's it's yeah. not quite short term anymore. I mean, it's not, it hasn't moved to long term. It's like <laughs> on some file, like some like cart in my brain. Yeah. In a midway point, I'm like, God, what was the name again? Yeah. No, for me, we read so many books that like the names just like disappear. They're just like gone. <laughs> I like, I'm like. Like, I'm like, you know, that person. And, and it'll be like this great character is like my favorite character. And I'm like, I don't fucking know their name. <laughs> but like, that's anyway. the thing is that like Keith wants to kill Stephanie and Chrissy's like, she's a monster. So Chrissy wasn't dangerous. She wasn't. She was not a danger to she was never. She even tells her run. She but was it's never like because she's only not dangerous to Lynette, though, because Chrissy has this like philosophy about final girls and how like they can only be killed by their monsters. And um, so I would say but, like if it weren't for that, like Keith for sure would have been set on Lynette. But that's the other thing is that, oh, you mean set on Lynette by Chrissy? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know about I, it's that. Like, I agree with you thing. and I like certainly like she... She was like disregarding everything Chrissy said, which was a mistake, which is like, yeah, that is is like, yeah, crazy people are just like full crazy and there's like nothing there. Yeah. So I'm just going to like disregard absolutely everything. Where it's she's like, just like, no, I just want these really emails. Listen to Chrissy a bit. Yeah. Um, but she's like, but her emails. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag lock her up. Uh-huh. Um, But like certainly the book. The book's like overall stance is not crazy equals dangerous because they all have like serious issues and that doesn't make them dangerous. But like Chrissy happens to also be dangerous. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm sure that I don't know if I'm sure that she would have. Yeah. And I'm not sure that she would have. I don't know. That is a really good question, though. Like killed anyone. Is it just because Stephanie was a monster? That's what she said. Would she have been? Or is anybody? She was like, she's a monster. Well, she is like, she she like sees that within Stephanie because she's such a like creepy expert. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, if anybody had shown up, would she have been fine with Keith killing them? I I think think it would depend because I I think it depends because Keith always like brings his catch (laughs) to her to Chrissy. Mm -hmm. So I feel like she does at least make some kind of decision. So there is some kind of logic there. 
Well, there's her cracked out, like whack final girl philosophy. Yeah, her her thesis of her like (laughs) Greek. Yeah, literally like her thesis where. And so that's why I think like if if she considers you a final girl, you're okay. But like everybody else seems to be cannon fodder. As long as it, yeah. if it fits into the philosophy of of the final girl being sacrificed by a man and that like super rigid dichotomy of male and female energy, like Chrissy is not a bitch who understands non-binary. <laughs> no, 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 no. Also, but it is like, also like very like mythological, not like literal gender. Yeah. But she, it does seem like Unless you're a final girl, you, it's like absolutely right that you get slaughtered. I just feel like she is like stand your ground law in people <laughs> where she's like, she's like, don't Certainly come on that. to my like property. Like no I, argument for me yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. But I also like, I don't think. But yeah, like, I also, don't know. Maybe what's I, interesting about a book is like us discussing. I know. The way that we interpreted things. Yeah, I didn't, I personally saw it as like Lynn and we, right, if we believed what was happening and like weren't picking up on the monster thing and all that, we're believing, okay, this person seems crazy, therefore they're dangerous. And that is, you know, the book then goes on to prove like, well, actually, like she was not dangerous. Chrissy saw more than you. (laughs) Yeah, Chrissy like knew what the fuck was going on and- you were the one who fell for what is really dangerous, which is Stephanie. Yeah. And I loved the commentary with Stephanie and like her, you know, thoughts on these final girls. It kind of, I don't know, not to get too ahead, but I didn't want to forget to bring this up. So should I just spoil it right now? Well, I think it's pretty like anybody who's listening, and I'll put this in the show notes, but like it's, we're very blatant about the fact that we, do spoilers if this is how you are getting the book i don't Mm -hmm. think we've ever been like we We have an obligation to tell you step by like we're very unless it's a no commentary episode with omar we're we jump around a lot we spoil everything we spoil whenever we want whenever we feel like it yeah so definitely if if you are listening to this episode and this is the first time you've ever listened to teen creeps this podcast is all about spoilers you should wait to listen to it until after you've read the book. Well, of course, right? Like, because we have to commentate on it. Yes. It's only for no commentary that it's, like, sequential. So, okay, so with the reveal that actually Stephanie is, like, wanting to, she believes, like, you know what, fuck these, like, old hags that are, like, (laughs) this relic. Um, And she's like, fuck them, they're weak, blah, blah, blah. And she meets... Which, by the way, the second that our main character walked in, that Lynn walked into her therapist's son's bedroom and it smelled Uh like Febreze, even though it was messy, I was like, that man's a murderer. I knew it. I was like, Mm -hmm. it's dirty, but it smells clean. Like hitting the all in one cleaner? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. If a boy's room looks messy and smells like Pine Sol, he is hiding things. There's There's a dead corpse underneath a pile of clothes. Anyway, so she had met their th- their group therapist's son which by the way did you feel like the group therapist was like kind of covering up for her son because she for sure fucking knew what was going on no i think she's just a dumb dumb 
She had no fucking idea. Then why was she mother? Then why did she print out that extra tall thing of of the book and like make a big deal? Excellent question. That is an excellent question. I feel like maybe she. I think had inklings. I think think she had inklings, especially because like she did know about the letters. Yeah, she knew about the letters. They were sent to her, and she deemed them, and appropriately, she deemed them irrelevant. It's just like yes, that's just a teenage girl being a teenage girl yeah so then why would she be like oh these letters mm-hmm. prove that you and why is she like, like you I betrayed us she fucking knew i think she knew think, she had inklings right. she's trying to protect her murder son so yeah. also what the fuck is up with pax we need to talk about pax <laughs> fucking pax dog. pax is okay. like messed up he's and for it sounds sure like being he's molested up because, right yeah he's being molested by his brother yeah Probably. Yeah. That's the younger son That's of the therapist. Like what um Lynette interprets from his little comic book. I was yeah. shocked when the comic book came back and was also relevant. I was like, wow, way to just like really put all your trauma on the page, Pax. And mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like he is young. He is young, quite young. So so I but I love so we find out that Stephanie, who is the final girl of basically these murders that happen at the beginning of the book where the summer camp where Adrienne became a final girl, which she then later bought to make as like a uh, battered women trauma or camp, whatever, yeah. trauma camp for women um, camp gets attacked again. And like a bunch of people are killed except for this girl, Stephanie. So this and is already her sequel because there was some sort of spate of well, poisoning, killing tennis. Poisonings. Um, yeah. Her tennis coach was poisoning people. Yeah. Um, so, so she had already been a final girl, which like fed into her psychosis. Yes. And so she was like, I'm the new generation of final girls. <laughs> Fuck these old bitches. They need to be eliminated. Like, and I'll show needs- you a fucking body count. Yes. And she's like, get me an AK-47, bitch. And like, <laughs> wants to use like guns. She wants to combine slasher Final girls with school school shootings, which was appalling. Yes, absolutely appalling. And also she like meets this like 26 year old guy on the Internet who is the son. Yeah, he's definitely grooming her. They decide to like murder a bunch of people and like kind of like kill off these final girls. Which is and like so, so fucking pathetic. This like little boy was like, my mom worked too much. So I'm oh going to kill no. all her patients. I know. Give me a fucking, fucking break. Baby. Jesus go Christ. Go to the beach. Fucking incel. So go he's a beach. complete incel. God, fucking go to the beach. <laughs> read a Seriously, book. Seriously, read a book. So then, so we find out that it's Stephanie, right? And I love like this being kind of a commentary on kind of like how younger generations look at the trauma of older generations, like younger generations that don't do their homework on like how we got the freedoms that we have and like all that kind of thing mm-hmm. where there's kind of like this, um, I don't know how to describe it, but like there is a very like me, me, me centered focus on a lot of like, you know, when you're young and you're first discovering injustice and whatever, a lot of times you're like, I'm the only one who experiences this. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very Mm -hmm. like, this is the first time any of this has ever happened and it's happening to me. Yeah. Very main character. Very main character. And you don't 
bother to like do the research on like, no, actually like this person, um, you know, went through all, a bunch of trauma, which is maybe different than the trauma that I'm going through now, but like went through all of this trauma to like make changes or whatever, like kind of experienced the first of it. I, I don't know how to describe it. I, to me, it just feels very much like not necessarily, I'm not going to make like a generational um statement because like I don't I don't think that that blanketed it's true but I just think a lot of times when people are first like getting into like activism for the first time or like well it's it smacks of like like I keep I keep repeating this and so maybe I feel a little self-conscious about it but I said (laughs) I've said it on here before too but like I I feel like I finally found my way of phrasing this okay which is it's it smacks of a 14-year-old having their first deep thought. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, I'm the only one who's ever even had a deep thought. Yeah. I don't know, like, why is no one talking about this? Or or like, very like, but you're not all, but you guys aren't ready for that conversation. It's like, we've been having that conversation. You are a child. Yeah. And it's, and like, it's, 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 I'm great, not saying right? like the it's younger generation doesn't get it, but there, there is a type of person within every generation who's like, <laughs> you guys never even thought about this. Well, yeah. Cause I know plenty of 30 somethings that we know that are doing this kind of shit that I'm like, yeah. Oh, I'm so like, <laughs> like very like, there's some people who I'm like, like literally like they'll be like did you know that like women don't get paid as much as men and i'm yes. like what well like, like to the conversation yeah i'm like yeah i mean and i don't want to sound like a bitch right because like i'm i'm glad for anybody like waking up to what the world is and like come join the like the people that like see that it, the world's kind of fucked up but like also there is this weird like self-centered lens of like not accepting that like you can be late to an idea, but rather that an idea has to like germinate within you. And you're like, oh my God, like I've discovered that like women aren't paid as much as men. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. We were talking yeah, like, about that in like- Join the activism like, already in Maybe process. the 90s. <laughs> like, or people I that do are feel just- a little like, a little bit annoyed with Gen Z for like feeling like they're the first to talk about like, like truly talk about LGBTQ. I think our issues. generation was like that too. I think our generation oh, was like that absolutely. too, where people. But it's like, yeah, hi, it's just you. Go watch the Angelina Jolie movie Foxfire. Welcome <laughs> the fuck to it. <laughs> There's also like, I, this is a little separate, but like, I feel like on Twitter, people will be like, "Oh my god!" Just a reminder that this like very well-known movie exists and it's underrated. And I'm like, it oh my won God. Academy oh my Awards. God. What are you oh fucking, fucking talking God. about? Oh my God. Oh my God. I was just getting so fucking irritated with somebody on Twitter the other day. And I almost quote tweeted them to complain. And I was like, Lindsay, we said we weren't going to do this. Um, we said we we're going to shut the fuck up on Twitter. Somebody was like, y'all slept on Mercutio's performance in Baz Luhrmann's oh. Romeo and Juliet. And I was like, yeah. no, we didn't. Everybody yeah. knew he was MVP of the movie. What the fuck? Like alternate was- history are you inventing? Yeah, there was literally like, one and I don't. only one who knew. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Like, what are you talking about? And also, like, th- there was one, and I don't remember the specific movie, but it literally won, like, six Academy Awards. <laughs> I want to say it was something like Amadeus or something, like, something, like, that was, like, very popular. And people were like, I can't believe no one has, like, this no movie one is so underrated. And literally, someone, quote, tweeted it and was like, it won all of these awards and then like listed them because it's true. It's truly. So it's there, not it, that it's I'm like annoyed that, but for by activism. <laughs> it's not that I'm annoyed by people coming to the table. It's by think people thinking they brought the table. It's by it's people thinking that they invented the table and it's yeah. like, no, but there's like, like 60 I have tables. This thing. It's like a flat plane. And like yeah, legs that <laughs> hold it up so you can use it as like a surface to set these issues on. <laughs> yeah, we've had this. We've fucking had tables for a for long time, a fucking maybe. while. And as much as we give boomers shit, because like, I mean, look, I they love did give, ruin I the lo- world. I love giving boomers shit. I'm gonna say love they it. did ruin the world. Yes, it's true. They ruined the world because they were in power at this moment in time. Well, yeah, Josh and they were Hawley literally called Generation our Age. Who? Josh Hawley. Representative Josh Hawley. Piece of shit motherfucker in Congress right now. (laughs) Repeating the Trump lie. Got up and voted against fucking recognizing the results of the election. Like, these people are our age. Our generation is fucking it up, too. So, like, boomers were into activism before we were even born. Gen X was into like we've all been there. It's just that whenever somebody gets into power, it doesn't matter the age, they're fucking it up. There are shitheads in every single generation. I will never yeah. stop giving boomers shit, but the only reason they're well, also the they ones had who pain, ruined the they world had lead is in their gas. they happen to be the ones in power. And they were smelling lead in their gas, and then that's why we don't that have too. serial killers anymore. That's anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> And that's someone's why gonna we e- don't have someone's gonna anymore. email us and be like, "You guys are being really mean about boomers," <laughs> and I'm gonna be like, "I don't have the time, honey. I'm too but busy I'm, using my mind. I'm defending the boomers. I'm yeah. Look, we're saying hashtag not all boomers. Hashtag not all boomers. Hashtag yes, all people in power. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's all fun and games to make fun of each generation. Yeah, blah blah blah. Generational wars, boomer sec, Gen Z is the future. But it's like literally just because that's where we're at in time. Yeah, there's that's always where we're at on the this. time like, scale. Yeah, boomers the fucked it up scale. because they were the ones. Pre- like we're gonna fuck it up. Gen Z is gonna fuck it up. We're all yeah. fucking it up, but we're all doing what we can to make it better because every generation is filled with people. Yeah, and all people anyway. are intrinsically evil. Evil, that's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> I just... but yeah, saying so every like, generation got there first in terms of activism and shit healness. Yes, yes, yes. Shit healery. Shit healery. Anyway. Um, but that's what I loved about like kind of the commentary of this book, which is like that a lot of times younger generations forget about the trauma of their ancestors, basically. Yeah. Um, and particularly, I feel like a lot of like young queer people that don't do their research on like like people it's that like young progressives can make mistakes too. <laughs> yes, yes, and they often do. Where it's like I'm the first person to ever have this idea or experience this or whatever. Hubris. Without like looking back and being like, oh, this other person like did so much. Like if you look at it, like there's not only is it like they survived trauma, that, like these final girls survived trauma, they whatever but like adrienne fucking changed the world for the better 
and was the mm-hmm. first to fucking die mm-hmm. of all the final girls. And she was like, she, like she was like helping survivors of abuse and like trauma and violence and all this stuff. And she fucking died. And instead, Stephanie saw that as like her being weak. Yes. And so I thought that was really cool. Like I just, yeah. I thought that was a really smart and like interesting uh, topic to tackle in such a really cool and gory way. Okay. Okay. Did you Can we talk about hacks? I did. I did. I did. So the episode where, again, with the names, uh, Ava, the episode where uh-huh. Ava is like calling Deborah out on oh, like- Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, yeah. the stand-up comedy. Yeah. And the like abusiveness of the of the club owner in the yeah. past. It's like, yes. And like, great show. I'm not- Yeah. This is like maybe a slight critique. Um, but like if anybody on that show wants to offer me a job, I would just I'd love to meet with you. But hmm. I was kind of like, Ava, shut your fucking Well, face. I think that was intentional though, Lindsay. Like I think I don't that know if it I, I felt that it was. I felt that it was. I think that that scene was like a really good job of like because because Jean Smart's character whose name I can't remember right now. Deborah. Deborah, because Deborah like says to her like, well, fuck you. Like I dealt with all of this fucking bullshit. Like you like I had to deal with so much fucking worse. And I think to me, at least that seemed I I thought that that show did a really good job in general. And in that scene of kind of being like, you know, it's so easy to sit here and think that you're such, you know, so enlightened. So this, so that. And like paint these people as like basic or cheesy or cringe or, like, or whatever um part of the problem yeah yeah it's where like she's like well you were complicit there. so she yeah. was just supposed to like completely give up her career yeah like, because you, then you do you're always trying to to further it but like you still have to live in that world that's like, the you, thing you, you still do have to live the in that good world. that you can do while trying to like live your own fucking life yeah. Well, and that was the other thing, too, where she was like, so what? You just like left it and then now you don't do anything to try and help these people and blah, 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 which I think I was like, is yes, she does. Well, I also thought that that was kind of a fair assessment of what Deborah's character was doing up until that point, which was like she was just, you know, doing these shows in Vegas to people who were already fans, doing the same gigs, doing the same jokes over and over and over again. And even though it's a lot to ask someone, right? To be like, okay, now for the sake of the world, tear down the audience that built you, right? Mm -hmm. Like that is a huge ask. And I think it was like a testament to Deborah's character that she then did the ask where she was like, okay, fine, fuck it. Because that's a huge risk. Yeah. So I thought I I really was asking too much of It was just sort of like in that moment, I was like, Ava, were you not at the table where the other comedian talked about how like, Deborah like helped her out with her career. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, I feel like you're not, and I, I, I don't say this as a critique of the writers, but like Ava was like so entitled. Well, that's what and she, she was is. supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. But so in that moment, I was like, Ava, yeah, shut I know. the fuck up. In the same way that it's like Stephanie, yeah, you do not shut the fuck know up. of what you speak. I know. And I mean, Stephanie learned her lesson because this bitch could not take on all these final girls. I'm sorry. I thought it was like such a I was I was so conflicted at 
the end because I'm like, good. I'm glad that like none of you died. But yeah, but it was also like, it's kind of a bummer that it was still only the guy who killed. Hmm. Well, like, but I at guess the same time, there's still a glass ceiling when it comes to slashers. <laughs> but I, also at the same time, I was like, I hated. I mean, I hated the guy. A ton. I hated Sky so. Fucking I hated much. Sky so fucking much. But I also hated Stephanie because I oh, think yeah, that's absolutely. true equality, where you can fucking. Hate oh yeah, this girl. <laughs> no, but it, I I'm joking in that it's like oh, that's just it's just a real shame that like. I know. A woman didn't get to kill again. Hmm. Did I she kill at all? When she, will our time anyone? be? No, that's the thing is she's like, she sets the guy on Adrian. So like indirectly, mm. she leads to that. But I think she like doesn't manage to kill anyone. She only a- like physically attempt murders Lynn. Yeah. Which. And there's like somebody inside, but it's like she just like took out her She blinds eye. someone. Yeah. yeah. Blinds someone. But like yeah. she. She, it's still like, it was still Sky who racked up the body count. It's and like I was that, like, uh, mm, uh, well, she tried. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that episode of Buffy where like Buffy, uh, I think it's called Ted, where she like attempted murders. <laughs> this guy that's dating her mom and like, thank God it ends up being a robot. And then like, like later, she's still, She's fine. And then like when when Faith accidentally kills a human, Buffy's like, Faith, you need to go to jail. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> like, you just got lucky that he happened to be a robot. Or like or also that episode where she has the the demon roommate in college. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, well, you're just lucky that like you happened to be right. That yes. she's like a full like, demon. You wanted to kill this person because they were you annoying. wanted to. Yeah. You thought she was annoying. And then you were just happy when it turned out she was a demon. Yeah. But it's like that where it's, it's like, like that. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, she attempted murdered Lynn. Just thank God that Lynn. And I loved that Lynn's literal scars, trauma from mm-hmm. her first attack is what saved her life. Me too. Not to say that like you need, but it proved to her that she is a fucking final girl. And she yeah. like kept thinking to herself she fucking wasn't. And it, it, she breaks the cycle of final girl. Yes. Because she goes back for people she doesn't just run she doesn't she's not just out for herself and she does at first which i also love that we got to see Mm -hmm. her full arc like we got to see her at full top paranoia top selfishness top like it's like her way of coping Mm -hmm. right because like heather's is drugs julia is uh what is julia's julia's oh she's the one who ends up in a wheelchair Yes, but she has like oh, she has a bunch thing. of degrees. Oh right, right. So she, her like thing is like throwing herself into like, academia and like um trying to be like disabled exceptionalism. Yes, yes. Which I fucking loved the representation in this book. Like I thought she was like so cool and badass mm-hmm. and like um and then uh Marilyn's is like to be super super rich and do all this philanthropy. Yeah. Be a socialite. Um, I fucking loved Marilyn too. Oh yeah, because Marilyn's story is uh, slaughterhouse. My brain unfortunately only wants what to say slaughterhouse saying? five. It's not. It's not. I know. It's not. What is it? Kelly, I know that. It's Kelly. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There it is. That's Marilyn. Oh right, movie. right. Yeah, she she's with the with the cannibal family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's TCM. Uh, 
But she like after the fact is like, no, I'm going yeah. to go to my debutante ball. She's like, because she's Texas and she encounters like these Texas hicks who are the yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre family. And so she goes right back. She's like, nope, I will be still fulfilling my destiny as a Texan debutante. And this is after like months, right, of being trapped with this fucking cannibal family and watching all of her friends get eaten. Mm-hmm. Like this is like fucked. And brothers? Yeah, I think her yeah. brothers. Um, um, and then Julia's story is Scream. Yes. And she gets injured in Scream, like basically the sequel part. Mm-hmm. And that, I loved that too of that she like jumps out of a window to kill the guy who's trying to murder her, but instead breaks like her L something vertebra mm-hmm. and is paralyzed from, I think, the knees down. And she isn't able to save her roommate. And her roommate fucking dies anyway, which I thought was, oh, and that was the other thing that was really cool about this book is the artifacts from the movies slash like police records. Yeah, that was so cool. And I love that Chrissy was at the heart of it. It's so disturbing. I know. It's all Chrissy's Chrissy's movie. Um, Chrissy's was, was hers gnome coming? The one with the gnomes? And I think that maybe is Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be Leprechaun. It was like a girl, a lady gnome. Mm-hmm. It's like awakened. Yeah, it's like awakened and it's in Canada. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's the first. It's the only first and only Canadian. And it's, um, it's the like least um, well received. Oh, yeah. And I loved, too, that there was like a like there was like oh, yeah, fake the, articles from Fangoria. Mm-hmm. Like it was really cool. The chapters, and there was that um, in between every chapter. There's some sort of like article or uh, listicle or movie review or, like or interview. Yeah. But I loved the, the, the listicle that rated or that ranked all of the movies. Yes. And unfortunately, I think Gnome Coming was the worst one. Yes. It's at the bottom. I'm trying to find... There was also the because, sleigh like, bell to be yes, which is um, Lynn's story. Yes. Um, let me see if I can find it because it is funny. Okay, it's from the it's uh from Rue Morgue magazine. <laughs> the oh, slasher yeah, Morgue. franchise okay. is ranked. Okay. Um, so then, what's the worst one? So the worst one is Gnome Coming no, at number seven. <laughs> only one movie. There's a bar in Seattle that's been screening Gnome Coming every Friday night for 14 years, but that's not a sign of the movie's cult following. It's just one more reason to hate Seattle. (laughs) Not even so bad it's good. It wasn't even worthy of a sequel. Canada's first final girl was also its last final girl for one very good reason. She sucked. Oh, my God. So that is Chrissy, right? That might be Chrissy. Okay. So then what's the next one? Um, Next one is Sleigh Bells, which is Lynn's. That's Four nice. movies from 1993 to 1997. Izzy Gallagher's effects work is truly face-melting, and with enough beer, it can be fun. But SB was direct-to-video, and it shows. None of the installments clock in over 90 minutes. The quantity of Yuletide puns could be considered a war crime. And the menorah m- mutilator in Sleigh Bells 4, Festival no. of Frights, is like something my racist Uncle Larry would come up with after two, a few too many eggnogs. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So good. And then this is Marilyn's number five panhandle meat hook. 
Oh yeah, Panhandle Meat Hook. Uh-huh. The 2003 remake isn't a isn't bad in a midriff bearing CW cheekbones kind of way, which is a reference to Jessica Biel's remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, and the first film savagely decapitated American family values and still induces nightmares today. But Part Two took a nosedive into camp. The less said about Part Three, the better. And even though Part Four will will always be one of the most subversive horror movies ever. It was shot on a shoestring as a Hail Mary by desperate producers, and it shows. I just love these these little blurbs are so realistic. They're so <laughs> such realistic. A good, such a good, so it, like, good. nails how these things actually sound. This okay, one so is Heather's. Uh, Dream King? Yep. Deadly Dreams, four movies from 1989 to 2003. Is Heather DeLuca a real final girl, or is she a studio-created publicity stunt? Did Deadly Dreams kick the slasher genre into overdrive with mainstream budgets and slick special effects, or did it lobotomize the genre with its emo killer and PG-13 aspirations? Either way, we can all agree that the tragic murder of his family by producer Avi Poulos on opening weekend of Deadly Dreams for The Final Frightmare ended this series on a sour note. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three is The Babysitter Murders. Was this... Oh, wait, maybe this, this is was, Chrissy. Maybe. I can't remember. Wait, so there's or maybe Adrian. Was Chrissy. this Adrian's? No, no hers Adrian's was Summer Slaughter. Was, was Summer Slaughter. Um, wait, what is it? Read it. Uh, three movies, 1981 to 1986. That would make her second. But I can't remember who was second. Okay. The deeply weird babysitter murders three Sam Hain drove this franchise right into a ditch, but it doesn't take away from just how relentless tension-inducing and downright terrifying parts one and two remain to this day crafted from nothing more than a steady cam a drum loop and cheap halloween mask oh scream the babysitter murders did for seven dollars an oh, hour scream. sitting jobs what jaws did for the water okay oh, so this is no. the scream one no wait no, no scream no, no, is no. stab i think yeah scream is stab because wait, it has on, a tv on. series <laughs> yeah 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 and, so and babysitter has to be oh that's uh halloween so duh, duh. Because happens around Halloween. Halloween. So who is that one? Who is that one? So Julia is stab slash scream. Adrian is summer slaughter slash um, Friday the Thirteenth. Babysitter yeah. murders has to be <gasps> Danny. 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 That's right. That's right. Danny. <gasps> because she's right. Oh it's my her brother. God. Yeah. Oh, we're dumb. I forgot yeah, about Danny, done. though. I yeah. just plain old forgot about Danny. Okay. So number two, Summer Slaughter, uh, 10 movies, 1980 to 2003. We'll give the original points for kicking off the biggest, longest lasting franchise of them all. And parts two, four, and six are genuine classics. But in the case against Teddy Volker, you've got part eight, Teddy Goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> part nine, Teddy, zero G. And let's pretend oh part God. 10 was only a bad dream. Still, Teddy's an icon and three perfect films plus two that provide serious fan service more than earns it the silver medal. And then number one is Stab, two movies, one TV series, 1996 to 2003. Yes, obviously that's Scream. Yeah, that's Quality over that's quantity Julia. makes the Stab movies near perfect examples of how to do it right. After the snake devouring its own tail, super smart, meta thrills of the first stab, no one expected much from the sequel. How wrong we were. An exercise in suspense, it was the slasher Hitchcock would have made if he'd been able to lure Tom Savini onto his payroll, and it had an ending that actually made you cry. 
TV series only lasted a season, but even it was smarter than it needed to be. I guess Grady likes the Scream TV series. <laughs> if this list can get one more person to check it out, recently released on DVD, then our work here is done. Dude. Good stuff. That's great. It's what a great. Fun little And it's like piece tons to of stuff like that. Like yeah. a bunch of little pieces. Oh, and every from- chapter has a a movie style title. So it's like yeah. Final Girl Chapter 6, Son of Final Girl, because that's yeah. where you meet Sky and Pax. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's really cool. So, okay, okay, okay. So 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 let's start out. Let's kind of like go through like what happens with Lynette. So, because there are like Her things story. that I know yeah. will hit. Yeah. So like, well, first let's let's talk about just like what happens. So she, I actually really, the moment that I was like, ooh, was when Danny, so they're at their meeting. Mm-hmm. Well, first we're with, we're with Lynette and she's kind of going through her routine, which is like extreme. Um, yes. And she's like got a literal cage in her front door and like she's, she's just like very paranoid and, and everything is like overly she's the routine. Most, like she takes like, um, She's the most Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2 of them. Yes. All. Yes. She's like, doing all she thinks push-ups. about. She's constantly yes. preparing for her sequel. She is yes. like taking the most secured, circuitous routes everywhere, studying people's shoes because that's like the one thing that you can't easily change. She's like, yeah. it, it's absolutely all she prepares for all the time. So she shows up to this final girl meeting and uh, they're kind of, you know, everyone's kind of sniping a little bit at each other and we're kind of learning each person's like things. And Mm -hmm. then Danny is like, I'm quitting because I need to spend time with my wife. And she's dying of cancer. Everyone's like, oh man, that's because she's dying of cancer. Actually. Okay. That shit. I was like, so sad. Anyway. Okay. So (laughs) she's like, so Lynette, everyone's like, oh, man, that's, I mean, tough for you to leave. But like, I guess we understand. And Lynette's like, um, what? She's like, oh, Heather, Heather's going to like go off the deep end and like become an addict again. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, yeah, um, Heather. She's like, that's why we, do uh, that's why we all Heather. come to these. Yeah. And the moment that I was like, oh, was when everyone's like, no, Lynette, we come here for you because you need it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're the one how dare they, but also the true. And I was like. Ooh, we were in an unreliable narrator. Sort yes, of. and I was, I'm not such like a skank true, for unreliable narrators. It's like it was just so cool to be in her head, and you like think you understand what's going on. You think you know yeah. who you're, you've and you're, been like with for this chapter because you think yeah. she sounds like badass. I know. And then the moment, but actually, but it, she's it's like such good writing so on the edge. Yes, but that's the thing. It's such good writing because Grady wasn't lying to us. So like. When they're like, Lynette, we do this for you. You like remember everything. You're like, oh my God, this is fucking sad, Lynette. Mm-hmm. Like everything yeah, you fucking sudden, do everything is gets sad. recontextualized. Because like yeah. you, it's unreliable because nobody is objective about themselves and their own life and no. their own thoughts. So we're, we're living in Lynette's thoughts and she's telling herself this story that like she's got it all under control. She's prepared for her sequel. Um, and she's, she, like, she's like, she's like, oh, you look... She's like, oh, you watch the shoes because you have to. And this is what how it is, how it what it takes to survive. And you're just like, okay, I guess it is. Like, yeah, like I would oh, be pretty yeah. freaked out if I was a final girl. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so then she like looks around. She's like, what? No. 
I am not the worst one in group. It's obviously the drug addict. And they're all like, not really. <laughs> and she's like, okay, you guys sound crazy. It's like, you guys, crazy. are you hearing yourselves right now? Because like Heather is like, she's like, she fucking sucks. And like, I feel like we're not acknowledging that. And like, oh, what? I'm not crying. You're crying. And then they leave the group. And she then takes like two hours well, because, to go two miles because of her bus. Because they find out Adrian died. They find out Adrian oh, that's died right. in the middle of group. Marilyn checks her phone. And Adrian's oh, also the whole dead. time she's like, um, I thought that we agreed no phones and I don't know why I'm the only one who's still abiding yeah. by the no phone rule. <laughs> and then so then she everyone's like, Well, we have to go home and like just stop group because like this is a lot to take in that Adrian's dead. And she's like, Okay, crazies, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> and then takes two hours to go two miles because she has to like take the bus like like super circuitously to get home so then she gets home and i thought this part was cool too it was like a fun fake out of so she's at home and she's like no one knows where i live no mm-hmm. one <laughs> and then it's like knock 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 she's like yeah. <laughs> i love Julia. how the second we join lynn yeah she's just constantly being like wait what Oh, yeah, I was yeah. wrong about literally everything like every and this is what I love about all of Grady Hendrix's books is that the heroine is struggling like she is not, not always stupid. making the right decision. No, she's like she's not yeah. stupid, but she's in over her head. Yeah. In over, she's and like, like traumatized and not underdog. making good decisions. Yes. Yeah. So traumatized fighting like hell but being just getting battered and battered and not in like a torture way but just like you're watching somebody who is just like outmatched yeah still like crawl her way to the finish line and i just really and love that it's the case with my best friend's exorcism like she is not equipped to perform an exorcism but she does no and she's been getting like, or like um gaslit the entire fucking book or like southern book club when all of mm-hmm. the husbands corner them oh my god i okay will never there was a similar moment that. in this book the the moment when she is fucking in jail oh and they're I just was so upset. I was, I was just like, what the fucking shit? Like, like I was you need so to angry. Back off, my girl, Lynette. <laughs> I was <laughs> truly take down those letters. You take down those also, fucking he, letters. I was like, why are you putting them there? Why are you fucking putting them there? And then add to it, right? I fucking love too that like the cop who who's the who's the original cop Garrett from from P. Utah. Connor. Okay, Garrett P. Connor, great character. So good. I was like, I hate him so much. And then I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, what? Just And I was like, I still think you're a douchebag and I don't like you. Yeah, I hate you. You groomer. I mean, you are an evil groomer, but you're not like an evil killer. Yeah. So there's like shades. (laughs) There's 50 shades of gray. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. Truly. Um, So I really loved that character because... I thought he super sucked. I was fucking as a guy. Yes, he. I fucking hate him, and also he's needed. But that he's great. That moment when she, when she says, "It's funny, but he's the only man I've ever loved." I was like, "Huh?" Like my my mind. I was like, "I don't uh, yeah. know what." 
it's happening any when, moment when in she this book said because that, Lynette is an unreliable narrator because well, she's yet, always telling the herself traces are stories. There. Yes, the traces always, are there always, because always. it's so fucking loaded. Every time she mentions him, I'm like, damn girl, okay, it's personal. And then and when also, she, she's like, like Heather saying as soon as they see him on TV claiming that he's got like new information in her case, she goes, mm-hmm. oh, look, it's your boyfriend. And I thought that was like a crack about it being the cop who saved her. Right. But, but she was no, like real. literally. Yes. They and had then an also affair. just like the fucking vitriol with which she thought about him. Yes. Like it's easy to overlook because Lynn feels everything at a 10. Mm-hmm. But it's there. And then so when she was like, he was the first man I ever loved. I was like, no. Yeah. I, I was like, Lynn, no, Lynn. I, I read no. over that like the paragraph before it like three. I was like, yeah. Wait, what? I, what I miss? Wait, what? Ugh, and then it gets. I and I was like. Oh no, Lynn. I was like, Lynn, no. <laughs> no. No. You poor baby. Uh, uh, and her and like Because of course she fell mm, in love with him. Of course she fucking did. Yes, because he was literally her savior. He literally pulled her off of a fucking oh my antler. God. Oh my god, the antlers. The, the fact antler. the fact that that Pax and Sky have seen her movies, and so they're like throwing a quip from the movies at her yeah because i was good i thought yeah. i thought because like she goes to fucking dr carol's house and packs and sky are little shitheads and dr carol says fucking nothing about it she's just like humoring yeah them. and Pax is like giggling and sky's like i think Pax has something to say and Dr. Carol's like, oh, what do you have to say, Pax? And Pax is like, he turns to Lynette and goes, nice rack. And I was yeah. like, ew, I can't believe he's commenting on her breast. <laughs> but it was even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's even worse. And the fact that she, that, and I think this is a great hint that we know that she, that Dr. Carol did for sure know about Sky. Okay, ready? Two things. Hit me. One. So she goes, when she's like, keeps calling both of her sons my boys uh, when uh, i'm like ma'am uh, uh, ma'am uh, he's 26 uh, he's i know 26 the moment it was revealed he was 26 and not 16 or something yeah. i was like what is he doing there yeah i was like a what is he doing there b like why is he still ordering his mom around to like cook him food and like Ugh. that and then also in that moment right when the boy says nice rack and they kind of laugh. And then she's like, well, do you want to see my scars? And like shows them their, her scars. And Dr. Carol's like, don't lift your shirt at my boys ever again. I was like, Squain? I was Dr. like, Carol? Sure. Call her out on that because that's not appropriate. But can we address the fact that you're raising sociopaths? Yeah. You are raising also, boys like, who like have no ability to empathize. And she outright said she's like, he's 80, has trouble with empathy. And I'm like, I... Did not have trouble with empathy at that age. No, no, no. And here's the other thing, right? Sure, you can be like, hey, don't like flash. But she didn't flash them. She just showed her scars. But like, whatever, whatever. You're the parent, whatever. Like, don't show your like midriff, I guess, to my eight-year-old. But the fact that she's also referring to her 26-year-old son as a boy and be like, don't show him either. I was like, uh, Dr. Carol? The far greater issue is that they are bringing it up. Yeah. Like, right? Like, they are. It's like, this if is they're going to bring patients. it up. Yeah. Fuck them. Now you have to look at the fucking scars, you little shits. Yeah. And on top of that, when they're 
rude to her at the outset when she comes in and they're like, oh, I didn't know we were letting patients in the house. And it's like, I okay, first of all, I hate them so much. I hate them. I'm like, you need to like, this is like some like, I don't know if you've seen the documentary, A Dangerous Son. This is like that. Where it's like, <laughs> I have not. Where it does it's sound like, familiar, but I have oh, not. It's basically like people whose children are monsters. Yeah, like I don't want to say because I don't want to make this generalization that they're like one step away from being a serial killer, but like they're they're, they're, they're so they're dangerous sons. Yes, they are dangerous sons. Like one of the sons keeps trying to kill the daughter. Oh. Yeah, and he like all the time is like, "I'm gonna kill you," to his mom. Yeah, how do like, you like what a fucking nightmare? Well, so I feel bad for the mom because she's just like, I don't know what to fucking do. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so, like at one point, she just gives up and like has to send him to this like like um, live in place where they like work with them and like try and resolve their like emotional issues. But it like goes way deeper than that, and it's not just like oh, he has like, ang- quote, anger problems. It's like there Wait, might be a sociopathy situation yeah. or something like that. Yeah, they might truly just like be devoid of that like, neural pathway. Yeah. And they, so he like lives there for like six months. He comes back and everything's okay until mm-hmm. one night he attacks the fucking daughter again. And so the mom's like, fuck, like, and and that's the other so thing sad. where like, do you know how fucked up that poor daughter is? Like, do you know how m- much like shit she must feel? Yes. That like her parents are just like, yeah, but like we need to like make sure that our son is okay when it's like, but the daughter, like all you care about and talk about is your son. Yep. And he is actively harming your daughter. Yeah. That is so hard. That'd be so hard. So it's like a bunch of case studies like that of like these Ugh. parents who are just like, I I've, don't like, know what to fucking do. Sons. My child is disturbed. Yeah. Um, but that's what these fucking kids are. Yeah. Sky and Pax, where I'm like- Very much so. Something's fucked with these yeah. kids. And, and like, it kids, might be the case that if it weren't for the Sky, Pax wouldn't- It weren't the Sky. If it weren't for mm-hmm. Sky, Pax might not be like this. But he is, so we need to address it. Exactly. We need to deal with the chickens that are in the room, not the eggs that they once were. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> Look, no this longer are scrambled eggs an option. <laughs> no, we can't do it because that is murder. There is chicken so, breast on the menu. Yes. Um. So basically, Sky is like a huge problem. He's like also, oh my god, but he doesn't she, seem like it. The fact Lynn is wrong at every turn. <laughs> She's so fucking wrong because she so trusts wrong. him. Like why? She is just like I and I. I like laughed, but I was also like shut up when they're like you have no read on people whatsoever i know she brings stephanie and sky to them i know and i was like oh my it's god not her fault but also she, but also you are 100 percent her fucking oh fault my god. <laughs> she like, it's like but she was them. trying she was trying thing, you guys dude when i actually did laugh out loud at the part where she walks in on sky masturbating and he like <laughs> falls down and his penis quote flops everywhere. Uh-huh. I laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> Which is also part of his fucking pathology. He wanted yeah. her to fucking walk in. And then later when he's like, can I see your scars? I was like, ew, ew. ew. 
And she's like, okay. Because she is in arrested development because the only person she's ever fucking loved groomed her and was 23 years older than her mm-hmm. and fucking literally rescued her off of a wall. Lynn did she was not have... Yeah, so we haven't even said, but hopefully you've read it already, is that Lynn, when the killer comes to her house, she's like, she's downstairs making out with her boyfriend. She's hoping it's going to be their first time. She's like so, so happy. And... Oh my god! I was so rings. sad for Tommy. I was, I was so <laughs> sad for. To- I was like, like Tommy's gonna trying cry to for Tommy. shield her, and, and she's like, Tommy, like, stop nice. getting up. When she literally says, "Stop getting up," because he keeps getting fucking, fucking hatcheted. Yeah, her hatcheted. And then Ugh. so Tommy dies, and Ricky just straight the killer just straight up lifts her up and impales her on a fucking. Deer head that her dad antlers killed on a deer head, a mounted deer head in her living room above the fireplace, just leaves her there, assuming she's dead. She's not. Her parents get home. Her little sister comes down the stairs. He fucking kills all of them. He's arranging them in tableaus. He's like hacking pieces of meat off of them. It's like fucking horrifying. And okay, a couple things to add that like make it. All the more sad. One is that she keeps being able to warn her family. So one is like her sister. She's her sister's like, hello, hello. And she doesn't warn her sister because she's like, if I if he keeps thinking I'm dead, he won't he like won't double tap me. Basically. Super kill me. Yeah. And then the other part was when her mom sees mm. her struggling on the antlers. She's crying. She sees tears falling down her face because Lynn is trying not to move. And the killer like starts to turn towards her. So then her mom just like throws herself down to get like hatcheted some more. And like she, it says he wrote something like, and she made sure that he took a long time with her to like keep the focus off me for as long as possible. And I was like, oh no, what does that mean? (laughs) I know. And I was like, this mom, I was so like moved by this mom. And then fucking Garrett, he Garrett fucking shows up. Well, first this other cop gets hatcheted. Oh yeah. (laughs) He's like, hello? Oh yeah, and her dad was the police (laughs) chief. Oh yeah. And... This was the other part that we learned later that she had a pen pal and that was fucking Ricky. And she used to write about how she wished someone would save her from this. Just like shit that you Just would like write. Very teenage. Oh, my life is so like terrible. My parents fight all the time. I wish they were dead. I know. And then she oh, gave him her P. address. Cannon. Sorry. Garrett P. Cannon. And so she gives him her address, not even thinking really anything well, of it. They were pen pals since the time they were in elementary school. Yeah. So like she didn't know he was gonna kill her family. Yeah, she didn't know he was disturbed. (sighs) So then he so she then blames herself for many layers of like not protecting her family and then also leading the killer there. But then fucking Garrett whatever comes in and uh and like they bring her down, they cut the antlers off so that they can take her off of the antlers. They like saw them off. And he's like by her bedside and he's shepherding her through all these like interviews and he's like taking and to her it seems like he's taking charge and protecting her from them when what he's actually doing is turning himself into a celebrity hero. Mm -hmm. And like and also he wants to fuck this 18 year old and also wants to fuck her. And the fact that it's like, oh, he like shielded me 
and expected nothing. But then after my sequel, when his brother came after me because he blamed me and just like kept like like pummeling her in the head with a mallet for like hours or something and killed her foster family. Oh my God, uh, when her foster family gets fucking killed, I was like, no. And then here comes Garrett P. Cannon again, but now he expects something. Oh, right. And that's when he wants to sleep and with her. And that's when they start sleeping together. And so she gets a titanium plate put in the back of her head yeah. because of this sequel killer. Um, and then when she's like, I don't want to, doesn't, what does she do? She either doesn't want to sleep with him anymore or realizes she, that he's. That's right, because he, he's trying he's to... He's like trying to sell the rights to her story. And he does. And he like sold them to her as like, she's going to be in the movie. She's going to play herself in the movie. And that's... It's going to be so huge. Right. And she says no. And so they have to get this other actress. And he... And he it just doesn't like do well. And so he just like stops talking to her. And it's really sad. Oh, Lynette, Lynette. We've all been there. We've, we've all, all been impaled on a deer head and then fucked by our and then, hero. And like in between that, like just banged on the back of the head with a fucking. Uh-huh. We've all been there. We've all been there. So, but I love that this backstory plants this thing of that she has a metal plate in the back of her fucking head. And then you don't really think about it. No, because all this other shit's going mm-hmm. on, right? We're finding out that all the final girls are being targeted yeah so so like adrian has has died because stephanie uh gave the killer her address adrian's address um everybody at her camp has been killed except for stephanie and then a sniper shows up at lynette's house to attack her ends up shooting this like journalist who was trying to co-write a book about all the final girls and the book was called Final Girl Support Group. The reveal. And they're all like, who wrote the book? I oh. knew it was her that wrote that book. I did not guess I, that. Oh, I was like, Lynette, uh, because here's why I knew. And this was only because, because I was like, she didn't seem surprised. She didn't wonder who wrote the book. She just says, oh, it must have been Heather. But she doesn't wonder. I thought no, it was Dr. Carol. No, it's like she, she never says out, or yeah, she never, in her mind wonders but she says out loud to julia like oh it was heather because you know she's a junkie and mm-hmm. i was like god damn it You're so terrible <laughs> lynn throwing heather under the bus like we're all together because uh heather's a junkie uh yeah. that book must have been heather because uh heather's a junkie just constantly trying to make herself not the like but she's the, the one, one for every single one the she's the fucking one yep She's the one. She's the one. She's the one who wrote the book. She's the one who needed group to stay together. She's the one who was writing Ricky. And so everything in her life, the reason she's isolated herself, the reason she operates only as like the target of a murderer is because she blames herself for what happened to her families and her. Yeah. And so she's like constantly trying to punish herself. And at the same time, She's like reflexively going against it in her like conscious mind and is like, it's Heather. It's Heather, 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 Heather. Mm-hmm. Um, when like Heather saves the fucking day and she's the one who brought Stephanie and Sky to the fucking camp. Heather, um, hero. Heather's a hero. I who fucking. Knew? So, and then there's this other person, Chrissy, who they're like, she's a betrayer and we don't, she doesn't do group with us anymore. And so, so she's like trying to like, uh, Lynn is trying to like, 
okay, who's coming after us? And she's very, you know, everyone's been turned against her, which is so effective for me because that's one of my like biggest fears is that like everyone's going to be turned against me. And then like, I'm Hmm. the only person who sees it. You know what I mean? And you're just like, what the fuck? Um, Where she's, everyone's like, um, Lynn, because the book gets leaked. And everyone's like, Lynn, you bitch, you wrote about us. (laughs) And she's like, no, that was like supposed to be private. And like, it was this thing. And everyone's like, I never fucking want to see you again. And so she's super isolated from everybody. I was like, come on, everybody says stuff they don't mean in their journals. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like if somebody found my horrible, evil, toxic text messages to you. I know. Oh and my, I would can be you like, imagine? no, but like, I like not, re- but like, that's just part of it. <laughs> Look. But here's like, what I would I don't, say. Like, tr- I'm not a bad person. No. Here's what I would say. I would say, I'm just blowing <laughs> off some steam. Gonna make me an abuser because <laughs> I'm like, you're making me do this. <laughs> I'm like, look at your tweets, though. Okay, that's all. I'm just observing. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you weren't so annoying i never would have had to say you were annoying is all it's the thing it's, it's just like it, it's just that you are annoying and so like what am i not gonna say you're annoying then that's on you yeah so really Look, if I'm, you think about it it's on you and not i care about you that's why i'm so my, embarrassed by it's you not that i'm looking <sighs> into a mirror and like horrified by the what's reflected back at me the moment um, when it is revealed because it's like book, book, book. And then f- she keeps talking about how she needs her CPU. And that's why she enlists mm-hmm. Sky. And it's so they break in and they get it. And it says, we truck the CPU down the fire stairs. Sky complaining and whispers all the way that this is stupid, that I don't have to take it. But he's a kid. What does he know? Some cop will come back at some point. And if this is sitting there with its hard drive missing, even the geniuses in the Burbank PD. Shout out Burbank. Will realize I oh, came yeah, yeah. back to get it because it's important, and I don't want anyone looking for my hard drive because it's got my book on it. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Lynette, Lynette, <laughs> Lynette." I truly Isn't like good. Every even the tiniest twist like this. Every time I was yeah. like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> like, "Oh shit!" I was just you like, had a Lynette. sexual relationship with Garrett. Oh shit! You uh. did write those letters. Oh shit, Stephanie. It was truly like every moment I was like, Lynette. Like it's it's like when you watch Mayor of Easttown and you're just like, Mayor, Mayor, no. Don't, don't do this. That's what it was for mm-hmm. this. I was like, Lynette. Like, <laughs> don't Mayor. Do this. Mayor, why are you taking Mayor. those drugs? Why are you taking those drugs from the evidence room? I know that life is hard. I know, I know, I know, but do not plant those on your daughter-in-law. And also, Mayor. Guy Pierce is not no. good. Pierce Please is, don't. He's, Please don't. He is. Look, that's, you could do better, Mara. All, all I'm that's saying the true is you could do horror of Mara <laughs> Yeah. Is is this her continuing to see Guy Pierce's character? It's my hope that he just like disappears when he goes yeah, off he to never comes college. Back. He never comes back yeah. and Mara realizes she's better for it. Yeah. But it's like that it's where like I'm that. like, Lynette. Stop. Don't don't do this. Like what? And also just like, I'm like, girl, no, of course this happened to you. Oh no. <laughs> Portland. Uh, um, yeah, we, we really, I don't know. Like it, he, Grady writes these characters that like feel like your fucking friend that you're just yeah. like, Oh my God. No. Yes. <laughs> Fuck. yes. I just, 
I just want them to be happy. Yeah. I don't want people to be nice to them and people are They will be nice happy eventually. <laughs> okay, okay, so let's talk about the moment she gets arrested because this was oh. I was I was <laughs> I the rage that I felt inside of my body. I was like I will kill Heather. I will kill her. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. Before we get to that, let's talk about the moment that leads up to her arrest because I thought it was a beautiful moment. Oh, it was really yeah. Kind of like a funny mini buddy cop adventure, but like <laughs> they're all sad. such a fucking wreck. Yes. Um, okay, so Lynette is like, I need to warn the other final girl. So she everyone else is like blowing her off. She goes to Marilyn's house. There's a big fucking party. Oh, yeah, to benefit the other thing. To benefit oh lions who used to be in the circus. <laughs> and, and she's like, Look, the- I really fucking care about these fucking lions, okay? I know. And I also loved that, like, this is another example of, like, Lynette is bad at being a final girl. Like, she, like, she's she good at it, but one. she's bad at it. She but when she one. shows up and, and someone's like, ma'am, instantly, instantly. like, ma'am. And she's and like, she, she can't fight them at all. No, she cannot. She's like, I will fuck you up. And then just gets fucking <laughs> Like gets decked her or like her arm, her. like wrenched, and she's like, "Okay, okay, uh, I expected this." She's like, um, "Okay, uh, so I guess she really hires the best." All right, <laughs> yeah, I loved that. So then she, they're like, uh, "Marilyn's like, hi, what the fuck are you doing here?" And she's, she's like, um, "Put her in the casita." So she goes in there, and fucking Heather's there, and Heather's like, "Don't blow up my spot. I'm trying to mooch off of her right now." And Heather is such a fucking cunt. I loved Heather. Heather I do is love Heather, but she is ten out of ten cunt. Like she's, because she's straight. Up, she really is a fucking final girl. She is. I look out for myself because that's how you fucking survive. Mm-hmm. Just like she, fully ready to be a parasite on Marilyn's back. Yeah, and like, fully this bitch ready. Has money. She can afford it. I'm getting mine. Yeah, and fully ready to be like, um, hi, police. <laughs> Here's the fugitive you're looking for. <laughs> Hashtag. All caps, K, cunt. Yeah, yeah. She's not yet a Vera. She's not a murderer. Yeah, and also in the end, she ends up being like very badass and cool. But she's willing to sell her friend out. Instantly. Mm -hmm. Instantly. Like a news bulletin comes up that's like, we're looking for Lynette. And she's like, "Mm." is also (laughs) fully prepared to leave her friend's Mm. wife's corpse. In a park, mm-hmm. being watched mm-hmm. by a strange old man yes. who doesn't yeah. realize it's a corpse. Yeah. This is like the part in Dumb and Dumber where they give the dead bird to the little boy. <laughs> it was like that. So it's like, like basically, so they, they, they're like, oh, let's go see, oh, God. What is Danny's uh, wife? Danny's wife's name? Michelle. Michelle. Because they put her in hospice because they arrested Danny. Oh, yeah. Somebody, a part of Sky and Stephanie's plan is to have somebody confess to the murders of Danny's story and say it right, wasn't to drive her Danny brother crazy. because Danny's yeah. deepest fear is that it wasn't actually her brother who committed the murders because she killed her brother to stop the murders. Yeah, because so uh, much like in... Um, Halloween, uh, the murderer. What is it? Tommy? No, not Tommy. Uh, Teddy. Yeah. Uh, is that te- is it Teddy for that one? Me. 
uh, never takes off his mask. Mm-hmm. So when he falls out of a window and then his body's disappeared and then he shows up later, but no mask and he's like waving at her. She's like, oh, well, that's my that's the killer because mm-hmm. he's wearing the same like coveralls. But then they find out that like someone else in the prison broke out with who him. knew about her. Yeah. And so maybe it was him and she accidentally killed the wrong person. So she may have killed her brother who was just like looking for um, shelter, just looking for her. Yeah. Um, And he's like waving at her and she fucking killed him. Yeah. So they arrange for somebody else to confess to the murders. And so the cops show up and there's like a story that she like shoots at them, but really she just shoots into the air, but they take her into custody because she was resisting coming in. And so she has to leave Michelle. And so they take Michelle to hospice, even though um, Danny promised she would be able to die on their ranch. Yeah, which is out by Lake Elizabeth. I also loved all the highly detailed Southern California locations. Indeed. I was thrilled. Yes, I was so happy. It's like so LA. Like I knew all the landmarks. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay. So uh, basically, Lynn is like, well. I'm going to use the like hullabaloo of like getting She is also Michelle. like very selfish. <laughs> yeah. She, she's or, like, I'm going to. She's just like sort of ruthless. She's in like a calculating. Yeah. way. She's like, yeah, we need to protect each other. So I will use Michelle as an excuse to protect you. Yeah. Like they're like, they're like, we, you need to get out of here. She's like, or what if we all do a really nice thing together? <laughs> that I don't <laughs> actually care about. Yeah, she's like, uh, who do I know that's dying? Michelle. Why don't we take Michelle <laughs> to the ranch so that she can die at the ranch because like it must suck to die in hospice alone, right? And of course, Marilyn is like a philanthropist, a good person. So she's like, fucking shit, fine. Like she always behaves as a person should behave. And Heather's like, I'm just along for the ride. Yeah. So they go and they're just like, we're going to break her out. <laughs> well, um, Lynette is like, we're, they get there and it's like, okay, she's here. And she's like, okay, but like, we can't stay here because we need to get to the ranch where we'll be safe. So I'm going to say that we need to take Michelle back to the ranch. And that's how yeah. we'll get to the ranch. And so they bust her out, get in the car. No one knows where the ranch is. <laughs> no one knows where the ranch is. Michelle is on death's door. She is not going to survive the trip to the ranch. She's going to die before to a point where she soils herself mm-hmm. like pretty like pre-death like, like she gasp of her body yeah and and she keeps saying things like thank you and like you're such good friends i know and marilyn is like dying i mean not yeah, literally like, like, Mar- like michelle is but- motherfucker lynette i cannot believe we are fucking doing this but also it was the right thing to do and also Heather's being such a massive bitch. I thought it was oh hilarious when she like poo-poos her pants and Heather's like, this is disgusting. She's like, we need <laughs> to just like put her on the side of the road. She's not going to know the difference. And they're like, what? She's like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then so then they like go. So Marilyn's like, OK, we have to pull over and change her because she pooped in the car. So she like puts out a yoga mat and like cleans her up and like Lynn has to hold her up while Marilyn changes her diaper and Heather's just like standing to the side and they're like aren't you gonna help and Heather's like no why would I (laughs) (laughs) and Lynn's getting like really down on herself she's like I could survive all of that and I can't like help attend to my friend's dying wife like come on Lynette get it together I know 
So then they get her back in the car and then Marilyn's like, she's not going to make it to the ranch. And so we need to just take her to this park. And so she so can then like they, die around flowers and they like lie and tell her that she they wanted are to at the see ranch. Danny's flowers because Danny had planted <laughs> some wildflowers. And so she's like, oh, are we at the flowers? And they're like, yes. And then they lie and she's like, is Danny here? And they're like, she's sitting right next to you. And so she grabs Lynette's hand and dies thinking she's holding her wife's hand. And that, I was like, and holy I, I was like, shit. God bless Marilyn for being like, okay, this was the right thing to do. This was the kindest yeah. thing to do. But the second she dies, they're like, now what? Oh. <laughs> I know. And, and Marilyn was, like was so... falls apart. I was and like, also, I Heather's don't know, guys, gone. like, take <laughs> her like, to a Heather? hospital? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Heather's like, like, we don't have fully time. Ch- like, disappeared. Yeah, she's gone. They're like, where's Heather? And they're like, I don't know. And then, and then Marilyn's like, back. where's my cell phone? Yeah. Oh, my God. When she comes back with the old man. <laughs> what is the guy's name? Because he has a funny name, even. He has it's an old so man ridiculous. Name. It's ridiculous. I did. <laughs> the sound of Heather talking to a child gets closer. I look up and see her walking toward us, leading the old man with his pants up to his armpits by one arm. He stumps along beside her on his cane. His swollen, tender eyes stream water behind oversized medical sunglasses. Guys, Heather says, this is Carl DeWolf Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Pleased to meet Carl you, he quavers, looking approximately in our direction. Oh, no, Marilyn says. He's going to sit with Michelle while she waits for her ride, Heather says. It's a dangerous park, Carl DeWolf Jr. says. A lady should not be unaccompanied. (laughs) Exactly, Heather says, helping him sit down on the picnic bench next to Michelle's wheelchair. That's why you're going to sit with Michelle and wait. It shouldn't be long. It is an honor, Carl DeWolf Jr. says, inclining his head in Michelle's direction. I enjoy a good conversation. She's more of a listener, Heather says. Oh, my God. When he's talking to her and he, like, readjusts her blanket, I was like, no. And then and Lynette's no. like, well, I guess, you know, if anyone's going to sit with her, this is the right thing to do. But then and Marilyn revealed. is like, what? Yes. Marilyn is like, you're both the two most fucked up people I have ever known. <laughs> and they do leave her because shit is yeah. bad. People are after them. But the fact that it is revealed, <laughs> Danny's like, oh, yeah, Danny's like, do not fucking call me Lynette. And Lynette's like, what? And she's like, you drove off with my dying wife and left her in a park. And they said when the ambulance got there, some old man was trying to kiss her corpse. And I was like, oh, no, Carl. <laughs> Carl DeWolf Jr. Carl DeWolf Jr. No. <laughs> It was not good. Not good. He was trying to kiss her corpse. Very Um, bad. Not the right thing to do. No. And at first, I I was like, using the body anymore, I guess. What a nice man. I know, me too. I was like, well, maybe he'll get something out of it, you know? Like, he'll maybe he'll like someone's talking to him. He did, in fact. Um, And that, that scene was such a good blend of like, it was comedic, but also like so sad and like. Which is so the I book, loved. which is all of his books in a nutshell. It's like, yeah, it's like funny, but horrifying and scary and sad and suspenseful. And and then so so then there the scene is cut short 
because these cops show up. <sighs> and Heather's like, yeah, sorry. And who fucking shows up? What is this guy's name again? Garrett P. Cannon. Garrett P. Cannon walks up and he's like, well, well. And Lynette's like, fuck. And she's fucking arrested because they found overwhelming new evidence that proves that she was fucking Ricky. Supposedly. 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 Because due to journal entries. So they- Again, I was like so surprised by the twist. That it wasn't- That they were her letters. That they were her like, letters, but not all of it were her letters. Because they've got her, and it's and there's like one cop she's calling men's warehouse, and the other one she's calling like I think lady cop. Oh my god, I was so surprised by the one cop that was giving her the like Nutrigrain bar. Yes, me too. I didn't I was see like, that what? coming. I was like, oh no, I thought maybe he was nice, but no one's nice. Me too. I thought he was nice. I was like, no, oh, nice. okay. I mean, I guess hashtag not all men. But and then <laughs> hashtag ACAB. <laughs> but hashtag ACAB because this man is like a fan of her killer and tries yeah, to kill her. And tries to, tries kill to finish her. the job. So uh, they're interviewing her. Let me repeat for the hard of hearing. Men's Warehouse says, can you tell us the date of your first sexual encounter with the Santa Claus killer? I need to know what the hell they're talking about, but no one ever regretted not talking to the cops. Lawyer, I say. Did you have sex with the Santa Claus killer before or after he tried to kill you? He says, tried to kill you twice, Lady Coppa Men's. The second time wasn't him, Men's Warehouse Corrector. It was his brother. The wall is a nice color, sort of a pale yellow. I wish I could rest my eyes on it forever. Oh, this girl's associating. And so this is going on. And then fucking Garrett P. Cannon... Shows her some fucking letters. Okay, so la la la. He comes in. He gets her to like start talking because he's pushing all her buttons. Um. Uh, oh, yeah. So he flashes me a thin smile that shows a slice of his teeth. So you're saying you didn't fuck Ricky Walker for six months before the killings? Your statement is that you didn't ask him to murder your parents? You're saying that you didn't tell him you hated your father? You didn't convince that poor psychotic boy to murder your folks? That's the problem with psychos, Linny. You can lead them to water, but you just can't make them kill the people you want. They tend to go hog wild. Suddenly, I have an idea of what else is inside that folder, and I can't hold on to the real world anymore, and I'm tumbling into this fucked up, through-the-looking-glass horror show where everyone else is already waiting for me. That's not true, I say, but it sounds small. Um, blah, blah, blah. I see them all. Mom, Dad, Jillian, Tommy. I close my eyes. How did you think it was going to go, he asked. Was Ricky going to kill your boyfriend and your parents for you? I remember Tommy trying to protect me. Tommy not staying down. Tommy getting up over and over again, no matter how bad Ricky hurt him. I hear the manila folder open. A plastic evidence bag crinkles. He reads in a sickening falsetto. Dear Ricky, don't put your return address on your letter. My daddy is the chief of police, and if he knew you were writing to me, that's when I go over the table. Um... And she says, like, it doesn't say anything. And so I still thought the letters were fake. Well, so here's the thing. I knew that the letters were real, but I didn't know that she didn't write some of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought they were all real, which she does still. So this is still banking on her feeling guilty mm-hmm. because she doesn't know that there's like more explicit, like, I want you to have sex with me or whatever, because She's already blown all that shit up in her own head 
about what she did write. So it it works. It's a great fake out because I was like, oh, damn, I guess she did write those letters. Mm-hmm. So we were both faked out in different ways because it was written so well. Yep. And then when um, the, the other reason that this part is so cool, right? So he's making a big fuss, this cop uh, 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 from Utah. And he's, you know, kind of blowing it up and kind of being an asshole to her. And we find out later that, like, he knows it's all fake and he's trying to smoke out. Like, I was shocked that it turned out he's a good cop. Not in the way I mean, that he's a good guy, sorta. but he's like, he he's knows like what's bullshit. He yeah. can suss out what's he's bullshit. He's a good detective. He's like yeah. a good, he's good at being a cop and like actually yeah. does want to get to the truth. It's just that he's also a fucking asshole. And he's like, yeah, completely self-centered. Yeah. Yeah. And like out for his own like fortune and fame. But he does know it's bullshit. When he and and even that, right? When he's saying to her, like, when did you first have sex with Ricky? Even then, because we know that he's just doing a big fuss because he thinks people are listening and he's like trying to he's trying to solve the case as well. He like. Him saying that in and of itself, when did you first have sex with Ricky? He knows that that's not true because he knows that he took her virginity. Yep. Motherfucker. And I was like, oh, oh, you dirty. You yeah. dirty. <laughs> dirty cop. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Yeah, bad, 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 bad. But bad, he's bad, just bad. trying to put on a big show for the L.A. cops. And he knows he like the fact that he has a good instinct pisses me off. He can like tell that the cop who she breaks his fingers when they're trying to arrest her. And that cop keeps coming in and like kind of being nice to her and trying to give her a granola bar when she like refuses to eat. But like for real, why else would he do that? I know. She mm. broke his fucking finger and why is he still being I nice? Know. When still I am an idiot like Lynette and I was like, oh, well, maybe he's nice. When yeah, I was like, is I he know. bringing it in here? Like a stupid I, little exactly. idiot. Exactly. When I'm like, I know that if I break someone's fucking finger, they're not going to be like, oh, let me sneak you a fucking granola bar. <laughs> but I didn't know what was happening. So but it I, turns I out in he's the moment, like yeah. obsessed with her story. Garrett P. Cannon like saw the signs all over this guy and was just like waiting for him to make his move so that he could come in and go. You guys don't know enough about this case. I know enough about this case. We need to transfer her back to Utah. Because he also, this is the other reason why he wants to transfer her back to Utah. Because he wants to write a fucking book with her. Yep. I was like, like I, I, but I loved that. Oh, right? Yeah. I loved that he wasn't a hero. I loved that, like how much of a delicious asshole yes. he was. Like how he was and just it's like. it's such a like weird, it's a weird mix of like he, d- he wants the truth and he wants to be able to make money off the truth. Yes. It's just that his interests happen to align with hers yep. right now. Um. And I do like, I wonder, it's like, would he, like in his general duties, is he a cop who's always after the truth? Or is it truly just that he sees dollar signs in this particular truth? Because he could also make money off the fact that it, that like she was in on it. He could try to sell that as his own story. So it's like, it's unclear. Right. But I think he needs her attached. You know, for more money. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, but I think, yes, I think the truth and the dollar signs happen to align right now. So it's like a perfect storm for him mm-hmm. <laughs> where, he, where he's like, well, I got to act. Um, yeah. So he lets it happen that this cop attacks Lynette. And she almost dies. Mm-hmm. And it's while she's in there that the, 
the news comes out about her having written this book and it gets sent to the other girls in group and it gets sent to Dr. Carol and Dr. Carol prints it out and brings it to the station, but it's more pages than her book actually was. And so she's like putting on this little performance that yeah, Lynn like, like kind of for everyone around so deeply and like is actually a villain and then she leaves and that's when Lynette is like oh fuck it was Dr. Carol Dr. Carol's doing this which made sense and it and fed into like what I thought was happening the whole time me too I was just wrong about how it was happening yeah oh also can we talk about how the cops put up christmas trees and dress up Ugh. like santa and put presents I hate them everywhere so much i hate them and just like torment her with the moments of her family's murder to try and like get her to confess and break I her not, i was like i, I could will not murder everyone <laughs> in that precinct i will put all of you guys on antlers. i will be the monster in somebody's final girl story if it means i get to slaughter Every one of you, you fucking bastards. It was like truly nothing will get me to hate characters more. Like Grady is very good at like writing characters that are like specifically the type of people that I would hate, which is just like, I mean, you and I have talked about that. Or we talked about this with with uh, Oscar, where it's kind of like that mob mentality, like group think of like, we're all going to turn against this one person mm-hmm. and we're just going to keep. But like with the fucking quote intervention from the husbands and southern book club and like like, intense electric feeling of powerlessness where you're like literally my heart's racing my palms are sweating knees weak palms are sweaty you know i'm (laughs) like spaghetti yeah mom spaghetti this truly like this with all the cops like tormenting her and like laughing in her fucking face and putting all of the pages of her diary on her cell wall they were letters letters right the letters and i loved too that here's the thing lynn did connect it where she's like wait a second some of this is not the stationery that i used because we didn't sleep together yeah she's like i did not fuck tommy i mean ricky she didn't fuck tommy but (laughs) (laughs) she's like i did not fuck ricky because i was gonna lose my virginity to tommy so and then she looks at those and she's like that's the wrong stationery but like it doesn't have somebody was able to copy my handwriting and it's like it's like sort of the right stationery. Like it's like if you get a bunch of like Sanrio stationery and you're like, oh, I it's like Holly. I only do hobby or something. Yeah, they're Holly hobby, and she's doing something. It's like, but I didn't do the one where she's like snowing, sh- shoveling snow or something. Yeah, it's like oh, in mine she was always like baking bread or something, and in this yeah. one she's like whatever fucking icing cookies. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, but it's not the one that she had. So she's like, what the fuck? And then she's like connecting it. So she sees that. And then she has that weird meeting with Dr. Carol where Dr. Carol's like, how could you do this to us? And then like having this cube of a book, which is not hers. And I didn't even think about that either. It's like, yeah, why would she print that out? Yeah. Well, I'm like, why would she print it and bring it? Like that is theatrics. Mm -hmm. And because it was emailed to her. So this bitch, you're telling me she printed out like 300 pages also, it was what not paper? That it wasn't long enough for that. She she no, said it she wasn't wrote long 25,000 words. That's not that long. That's not that long. That's a fic I would read in a second. Yep. Also, you and I have talked about this, how all printers are just like always broken. So you know that this bitch spent like 
30 minutes just troubleshooting her printer. Mm-hmm. She has to go to Staples to buy replacement yes. ink because the last time she used it, it was out and she forgot. And then she was, and then it kept saying like paper not feeding. And you're like, but the paper's there. I don't know what to tell you. So she turned it off and turned on like 60 times. And then and it turned out, out it was said on US legal. And yet she prints out 300 something pages or whatever and brings it and is like, yeah. <gasps> we trust you. Think, is that about me? <laughs> is that what you think about me? That I'm collecting you like trophies? It's like, yes. <laughs> I mean, now, yeah, for sure. So Lynette is perceptive. She's just got a lot going on. She, so she well, kind of forgets the, details like, sometimes. How could she predict? No. The, yeah. And then <clears throat> when she gets attacked and then Garrett P. Cannon's like driving her back to Utah, but then like pulls over and is like, just kidding. I'm going to let you go. You go search out Chrissy Mercer because her name was on the visitor's log right. for both like your killer and Danny's killer. And, yeah. So she must have been orchestrating this. And Lynette's like, yeah, I will do that. But first, I'm going to go. First, one, I'm taking your car. Two, I'm going to go pick up Stephanie because I don't want Dr. Carol putting her in danger. So she goes and she gets Stephanie and it's like a whole big thing. And then they're on the road. They've made Chrissy think that she has some like expensive murderabilia and then they go to Chrissy's house. They've like followed her in secret. Oh my God. I loved this moment too, where she's like, so she's so she's trying to sell these autographed photos of hers, like her own murder, murder, murderabilia. And she like makes a fake account and like gets Julia to meet or I'm sorry, uh Chrissy. Chrissy to come to this Starbucks. So that way they can follow her to her house in Montana. Um and I love how she's like, wow. Chrissy really stuck around like my stuff must really be worth a lot. And then when she gets there and is captured, Chrissy's like, I always knew it was you stupid. Yeah. And she's like, mm. but but her <laughs> shit is worth a lot. It is worth but a lot because she doesn't she's like, do that kind of shit. At every fucking turn, Lynn is like, I've got it all under control. And then every time everyone is always yeah. 10 steps ahead of her. Always, always, at every all fucking, fucking turn. ways, and I was so upset for Lynn at every fucking turn. I was like, every but turn, but that was smart. Oh my I god! So when she, smart. so she gets there and she's like, I'm going to sneak in on Chris, <laughs> and then gets fucking taken <laughs> out by this big stinky man up by Keith. Keith just fucks her up, and she's like instantly, like instantly uh no longer a threat to anybody because mm-hmm. he just brings her in because he's a big and old like, giant and chrissy's like i see you met my love keith and she's like what the fuck is this shit and i chrissy, loved chrissy I, making her go through the museum i love chrissy i wanted so much more chrissy i loved chrissy so fucking much like, this could have been five chapters of the book for me and i would have also been chrissy could have survived I am praying I, that Chrissy survived. Oh yeah. I think maybe she did. Oh, yeah. I would love for because that's, to see Chrissy again and these, cause, these women. Because remember when Lynn was like, you can never like assume with a final girl, you need to see the complete dead body. Because yeah. all we saw was her legs. We didn't see that her head was crushed in or mm-hmm. whatever. She could be all right. Oh, my God. Um, prayers. Prayers for yeah. Chrissy. Hashtag justice for. Spore. We beg please you. Spore. Please, Spore, please. Chrissy is so... Is just like such a good bonkers 
character. Yeah. I love. I fucking loved I her. Love I loved her. A crazy character. Yeah. She is I so. Her. I loved her. She's so deep in her own trauma that she has decided yeah. that the slasher story of a guy killing, 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 and it being a showdown between him and the final girl, and how the final girl, like what they really want is to be killed by the final girl. Because like women yeah. create and men destroy, and she's just like so deep in it and like needs it to be a meaningful experience and that's how she deals with her own trauma and so she like and she nurtures and helps kind of all these murderers oh yeah she's like they're misunderstood i was yeah. like girl because like to them they all serve this larger like beautiful purpose of like trans. i mean do what you will with your trauma i guess like, i can't say what i would do in that case maybe i would also create a murder museum who knows who knows i also love that she so she has like it goes from like regular murders to like more intense murders, like the final girl murders are like in a special hallway. Mm -hmm. And I and kind of what you're saying where she kind of like mythologizes it. She like creates this like it's almost kind of like Sumerian myth kind of like feel to yeah, it. Yeah, and there are excerpts um, between chapters oh God, her excerpts of, of her, her book, of her writing. Yeah, and they are oh, loved it, wild, loved it. You know what kind of energy she has? Who was that lady that was running for president? Oh, Marianne Bar Wilkinson. Yes, yes, yes. Wilmington. Her. She has that yeah. energy, but like she does, but like murdery. for murder. <laughs> yeah, for murder. Where she's like, mm, yes, I see it within you. Like, like she's like, it's not your time yet. Okay, so the oh, room. I love. She's created theory, and I oh what theory loved Chrissy so much that I like kind of wanted her theory to be real. <laughs> I honestly was like, what if? What if like Chrissy comes along for the rest of the book and like she's <laughs> what if, like, like maybe we're with her forever? <laughs> um, okay, so here's an excerpt. I I'm, I loved her theory that it was like Lynn was never a true final girl, and so now she was going to be the final girl of the final girls, and she was finally going to yeah. become. She's just like so fucking crazy. She's very um like this obsession with becoming. She's very uh what's his name from Red Dragon, which comes um, up because that is how um, yes, Sky posing as somebody somebody else was communicating with one of the killers. Also, like Chrissy kind of has this like Hannibal Lecter vibe with Lynn being kind of the um Clarice Starling. Yeah. Yeah. So here's an expert excerpt from Chrissy's uh, writing from the Journal of Comparative Folklore. All our monsters are the same monster, the male monster, the, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, zoo wolf, the vampire, the troll, the ogre, Bannock, the Russian demon who travels by night and flays disrespectful children, Bluebeard, who kills his child bride. What is the story of the Minotaur, but the story of Teddy Volker at Camp Blood? Youth sent to a faraway place where they cannot escape, stalked and murdered by a monster in ritual sacrifice. Our monsters are the night visitors, the child stealers, the boo baggers, the baby guzzlers. They are the men who eat children. It is the oldest and only story, our attempt to imitate the two divine acts of God, creation and destruction, birth and death. Women get birth, so men must settle for death, and they've become experts on the subject. I was like, you're nuts. That's great. That's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love that it's like so spirally. Like it's very like 
It's so like, okay, like you're in your situation. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where we kind of, so she, she's like, come look at my museum. And she's like, and also I have emails that you want to look at. And so Lynn's like, fuck, okay, fine. I'll like, I really want to look at these emails, but like, and this is the point where she's like, Chrissy is crazy and crazy is dangerous. So like, I don't want to go in there because she's going to probably try to attack me or something. Guess what, bitch? She doesn't do that, Lynn. She's trying to enlighten you with <laughs> you fool, um, you fool. Yeah, we're on Chrissy's side, sheeple. We're Team Chrissy. I so here's here's the part where I was like, um, more on this, please. Is when they encounter Heather's room because once she gets to the love final Heather's girls, room, each girl gets their own room, and I loved that Lynn's room was empty because she's like, you're not yet a final girl. <laughs> So, yes, yes. so they get to Heather's room. She pushes open a chain link door and turns on the light. The two of us stand in the doorway and I am star- staring into horror. I want to cry. It's Heather's, she beams. I invited the Dream King here and he built it himself. I had to sell all of my own memorabilia to pay for his services, but I think it was worth it. My brain can't wrap itself around what I'm seeing. How? I start. The Dream King goes where he wants, she says. They'll find eventually that the man they have in prison serving his time had nothing to do with what actually happened. But he's servant of the king, and he would never tell. The Dream King is very careful about how he feeds now. It's shocking, isn't it? My mind tries to pick apart the howling insanity in that room, and if Heather were here right now, I would forgive her for betraying me. I would forgive her for betraying everyone. It's so much worse than she ever said. Don't get sucked in, Chrissy tells me. We've still got a long way to go. She turns out the light and closes the gate, and I pull myself away from that room. Yeah. And I'm like, but what is it? I know, <laughs> I, to, I know. I know that it's like cooler that we don't know what it is, but I wanted to know what it was. I know, I know. I'm a but then I would pick be like. in the mouth of madness. It felt very, um, like not only, of course, like, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but also like, Kind of like Lovecraftian, which is that like it, it makes you insane. It, it, it was making me think of um, True Detective, mm, Top Detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the Yellow King. Just cut. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the Yellow yeah, King. Yellow King. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Have you seen the movie? I think it is Mouth of Madness with uh, with um, Sam Neil. In the Mouth of Madness? No. I have not. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it's super weird, but I like it a lot. It's it it's a uh basically it's like the story of this like horror novelist, kind of like Stephen Kingish horror novelist goes missing. So Sam Neill is this insurance investigator and he has to like go to the town where Sutter Kane, who's the um novelist, lives and like figure out like, okay, did he actually go missing because his publisher is trying to make an insurance claim? Um, And he's trying to like get this unreleased manuscript. But basically when he gets to the town, it's all the shit from the books that Sutter Kane wrote. So it's like if Stephen King's like books came to life Mm -hmm. and like are actually in this town and he has to like figure it out. It got like pretty dragged, but I really like it. I think it's, it's very weird. I I think it's 94. The Wikipedia. Entry for this at some point. It's John Carpenter, so it has a lot of like cool practical. Um, yeah, maybe it's just I was very just weird. You might have just been looking at the wikis. It's 
crazy though. It's so good. But a lot of people hate it. <laughs> but it's they so do. Good. I mean, they're just like it's cheesy and weird and like it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't it's need like, everything to be perfect. I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, I liked it. Um, we can also be interesting. <laughs> Um, must be nice um, to be perfect, but I think I'd rather be interesting. <laughs> Stay weird, Austin. That's so unhinged. <laughs> I'm just picturing like because Chrissy's my like, hero. Yeah, I fucking love Chrissy. I, like the fact that Chrissy and Heather were my favorite characters. Like I think probably speaks volumes as to like <laughs> telling, very telling. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Chrissy. I also actually really loved this moment. It was super cinematic. So when Chrissy brings her back, she gives her the email. She's like, there's all these number codes on here. That's what it was. The red dragon codes mm-hmm. where page numbers. It was like and lines book and page number. And that's how they were secretly communicating on the sale of the letters or the existence of the letters. Yes. And and how to plant them and whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, and then so she brings her back to like the main house away from the museum and Keith comes in carrying, s- s- <laughs> what's her name? Sam? Stephanie. Stephanie. Comes back in carrying Stephanie and L- Lynette's like, let her go. And <laughs> Poor Lynette. Chrissy, Chrissy's straight How up is could like, she have known? Mm, I think we'll let, she's like, I think we'll let Keith play a little bit. He gets a little rowdy if he doesn't get it out of his system. Like, so gotta stay <laughs> sharp. He's got to practice. And I was like, holy shit. Is Stephanie about to fucking die? This is horrifying. And and Lynette's like, no, she's a final girl. And you were saying about final girls, like, that you know, we should protect them. And she's like, she's a monster. And Lynette's like, you're crazy. <laughs> and okay, I loved this moment of Lynette running out of the house. And so you're like, oh, is she fucking leaving her again? Only to get into the mm-hmm. car and drive the car into the house. I was like, oh my God. Amazing. 10 out of yep. 10. And like we a love it. TV flies into Chrissy's head and knocks her out. She's like wicked witched out. Like her little feet are sticking out. Um, the like exchange where Lynette is trying to like get her to let Stephanie live. Mm-hmm. She says, you don't understand. I say and inspiration makes me brave. She's a final girl. Keith can't do anything to her. He has to save himself for you. She has her own monster. Chrissy shakes her head and smiles. This isn't a religion, she says. It's not like Keith's going to hell if he goes off his diet. She turns to Keith and gets his attention. Ah. You need to make her last lover. <laughs> that you need to make her last lover, and then and it's Keith like gets out days. this like bat. Yeah, I oh yeah, two days, and he's like swinging this bat, and it's like whoosh, whoosh. Mm-hmm. so like, like Keith- this is going to, and it was just announced um, that this was <laughs> bought to be adapted into. Um, a movie, I think. Yeah. Um, and Southern, yeah. Southern Book Charlie's. Club Guide to Slaying Vampires is going to be a series. Um, I'm very excited to see this movie because it was so cinematic. Um, yeah, like this moment, you can really see it, really see it and feel the suspense. But then uh, this is the moment that you're talking about. Um, he stands and begins to search through the piles of garbage on the floor, then puts his chest on the carpet, his butt in the air, and he reaches underneath the couch. Chrissy goes and sits in Stephanie's lap and plays with her bangs. Steph jerks her head away, and Chrissy grabs her chin with her fingers and holds it in place. This one's no final girl, she says. She's a little monster. Keith loves to work with this kind of material. Keith stands up from the couch, a dented and stained aluminum baseball bat in one hand. 
Uh, and then she says, oh, see, he, she's saying Keith loves to work with this kind of material. So it's like little monsters. Yeah. So maybe she's like dextering it. Maybe she has some kind of like weird moral code or something. I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe I that. I still think that I, I love that choice for you. Yeah. I don't. I'm not making that choice. I'm making the choice that uh, Chrissy w- is just fine if people die. But it is fun that she, she might be. knows. She can tell. She knows. She's an expert. In second. So, but then she's like, Chrissy's just going full, like, crazy movie character crazy. Lynette? Yeah. Stephanie says, because now she sees the bat and she sees me edging toward the front door and her eyes are big and wet over Chrissy's shoulder. He is the tender butcher who showed me how the price of flesh is love, Chrissy recites, holding Stephanie's chin and looking to her into her eyes. Skin the rabbit, he says. Off come all my clothes. And then Keith takes a practice swing with his baseball bat. It makes a sound that goes, shoop. Chrissy turns around and raises her eyebrows at me. You'd better run, she says. It is just okay, like this moment. So, so crazy. The, the, the moment that's like, like the, okay, you know the entire movie Uncut Gems? I've heard of it, yes. No, I also Have saw you seen it. Uncut I Gems? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you know the like fucking chaos that was happening during that entire fucking movie and you're just like, oh, holy fucking shit. Just like more and more terrible things are happening mm-hmm. and like this is like out of control. Mm-hmm. It was like that scene. Like that scene, I was like, oh God. Or like um, that one scene in Boogie Nights where um, they're hanging out at that guy's house and there's like this kid there that's throwing firecrackers on the ground. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, w- and they're both high and they're just waiting for this like producer guy to come out and it's like the where you're just like, is someone going to fucking die right now? Like <laughs> yes. that shit, like that fucking ramped up chaos is like what I felt in this yeah. scene where it's just like, oh, uh, like something's going to fucking snap. Like this is really fucking yeah. bad. And meanwhile, like Chrissy has gone full, like Lewis Carroll mad. Like, oh yeah, Alice she's like playing Wonderland, with her hair. Like, may as well be like skipping around, reciting poetry, like, Hanging over Stephanie, just like full, like we're all mad here, crazy. See, I didn't read it as that crazy because, like, to me, I was like, oh, she's always in control. So she's acting as someone that has full control. Oh, she's in control. I fully agree with that. Yeah. And maybe I just, maybe my standards for like what is considered crazy <laughs> is like really high because like, like, I just am very. Everything I said just now is her reciting something. I know, but like I do that kind of shit all the time in my I'm home. Constantly I'm constantly reciting have... things. <laughs> I'm reciting I all the time. Judge who is to be murdered. <laughs> I can't look in this mirror. I just feel like I am like two experiences away from full blown being Chrissy. So like, I maybe I'm just like I just don't see it as crazy. Like maybe I'm just like wow. I just don't see it as crazy <laughs> because like I just feel like. Like I just feel like you like, like, son, and I feel like, like if you knew her, us, like I know her. Yes, like like would you not? Glass would you houses. not be that as well? Glass houses. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just Look, saying. The thing is, I'm like, not saying I wouldn't be that, but I'm saying call a spade a spade. <laughs> I just I, to me, I just felt like she was like. Well, I love her all the more for it. Performing, like I, yeah, I just felt like it was kind of not really performing because she does believe it. I love it for her, as they say. I love that You know that what she her. is? She is like, she is like full on like where we all were like month 
eight of the pandemic when she when you were just like no one's ever gonna see my face in real life again <laughs> like that like I just I felt very close in my own brain to what she is that's fine that's, I'm that's just great saying, like, and we love it confront that <laughs> I'm just saying I won't I pull won't. the mask oh, off and mm-hmm. reveal mm-hmm. the Kelly mm-hmm. phase beneath yeah I can't okay. that's fine it's not because your time be key. you're you're not because ready be to key. become yeah no I'm not a final girl yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she so like so I could have done with like she, five more chapters of Chrissy I could have been hanging out Old with fucking Chrissy book. oh I loved her I loved her I loved her so then <sighs> Lynette is like oh my god she's like let me read this graphic novel that this little boy gave me she's like oh my god <laughs> But first she calls them and she's like, oh, my God, it's Dr. Carol. Thank God I got through to you, Danny. Like, why don't you collect all the girls? Or she's Marilyn. She's like, Marilyn, collect all the girls. Get them all together. uh, Because Dr. Carol is supposedly taking you to this ranch. Don't go. Or to camp. Don't go. Instead, take her kids with you because they're in danger. Which I was like, why did you add that last part? Why did you do this? And she's like, dun, 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 done. I did my good deed for today. I'm, I'm finally got it. <laughs> I will say I was looking back and like thinking back to the experiences with Stephanie. I was like, oh, damn, I should have seen it. But I didn't see it when How she could? flipped. How? Well, How could because one? she was way too quick. She was way too quick to be like, oh, yeah, I'll trust you. Like, I'll go with you. Like, we're final girls. Like, whatever. Because that was the other thing. Oh, and that was the other thing, too, that when she was coming down the stairs for the first time at her parents' house, uh, Lynette noticed, oh, she's not watching behind her back. She's not looking for all the points of escape. Mm-hmm. She's not doing any of that. But, like, she chalked it up to, and, like, her being new and, like, oh, somebody needs to know. teach her and she she can't be on her own. Oh, she's not prepared. No. And I was like, yes, I as well. I was like, mm, that makes mm-hmm. sense. But I did clock it in the moment where I was like, oh, that's weird. But I'm, it's explained. I thought nothing of that. I did think about the fact that she'd given herself an emo makeover. I did think about that as well. <laughs> she like where she was like, I'm Avril Lavigne now. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I'm like the like girlfriend to the guy in dashboard confessionals. And she's like, how can you see <laughs> to my eyes? <laughs> like open doors. <laughs> can you imagine the entire time they're driving? It's just that song on repeat. So that I was like, okay, I'm noticing that. But then it was explained. So I. It seems like a fair it. explanation, which is that she knows exactly who she is, which why wouldn't she? Because they're right. both final girls, technically. The only moment. In spirit. Yeah, in spirit. So the only moment, and this was directly before she got shot in the back of the head. <laughs> the only moment that I was like, what are you doing? Was when she's like, oh, Stephanie was like rooting around in her backpack behind me. I was like, what? Why? What's she getting? Like, why? Like, why it. tell us this? Right. <laughs> so I, I was like, I was like, why? But I wasn't. I, I was like, she's up to something no good. I did not know that she was going to be like, I'm going to shoot you in the back of the head. And also, I'm straight up like ready for the rest of these murders. Also, I I'm she was straight up, to something up bad. like one of the masterminds along with Sky. And I was like, 
Huh? Yes. I didn't know. Like I, okay. I am so stupid. Lindsay. <laughs> I am so stupid that when we get to the camp and you know, there's like all these killings and all that. And so when, when we see the guy in tactical gear, I was like, oh, that's sky. But I literally was like, what a weird coincidence that like, he's also targeting the camp. Well, Stephanie is targeting. <laughs> I was like, huh, I mean, small world. When it rains, it pours, oh, I guess. Oh, gosh. Can't catch a break. <laughs> I was stupid in a very different way. Okay. Here's how I was stupid. Guy in tactical okay. gear. I was like, well, now who's this? <laughs> Who could this well, be? Huh? Did she hire? Did she hire some guy? Grady, this is a little late to be introducing a brand new Gosh, character that we've never I seen. I don't understand how she hired a murder security force. <laughs> this guy is actually here now. Wow. <laughs> Who could that be? Fucking idiot. Uh, Fucking stupid, stupid little idiot. I mean, I think we were both equally idiots. I think both of those assumptions were really I stupid. Think yours at least made more Lindsay, sense. what? That it's a coincidence? That both of them happen to be killing them at the at the yes, <laughs> it makes camp. more sense than Stephanie hired an assassin force with what money? So then were you just like not thinking of? You were just like not thinking. Of I was Sky, like, like, I just, just got into it. <laughs> I guess guys just molesting his little brother. There's nothing. Oh, so it's just it. like oh, sad coincidence yeah, on that part. That's what I thought oh. for a second, mm. and then I was like, oh, oh. Mm, okay, yes. That yeah. makes more sense. Because for some reason, she's as soon as it's like somebody in tactical gear, I was picturing like a big guy. Yeah, like yeah. A big, like SEAL Team 6 motherfucker. Also, isn't it interesting that like he is obsessed with the final girls, right? Mm -hmm. And like slashers and like all that. She is the one who's like, let's bring in some big time firepower to this game and introduce a school shooter element. Which like, but then she makes him be the school shooter type guy. Like, I just think that's really funny that like, I know he was grooming her and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's funny that he's like, great. I love it. I can't wait for us to kill all these women. Uh, and she's like, yeah, you're going to do the shooter thing. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. um, Cool. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wanted to use Hatchet, but. I wanted to. I mean, I, I'm like, I've researched so much about Hatchets, but like, cool. Yeah, cool, yeah, 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 yeah. I loved that it was her being a wild card that fucked it up. Yes. Even though it's like, oh, does kind of send a message, Grady, that like women can't be killers. <laughs> it's like we're too emotional, I guess. <laughs> I do like that he was That's like a joke for anybody who doesn't understand. Jokes. It's a joke. It's, it's a checking. joke. It's a joke. Just checking. And then, okay, we just really quick before we end, I need to talk about Heather. Uh huh. Which actually, multiple things. One, I was so cool that they like panic roomed the cabins. Yes, I loved that. And because I was like, Adrian, hello, you turned yeah. your camp into a camp. Why would you do that? Yeah. It's not safe. And then like, turns out they put in all this, all these safety features. Which was mm -hmm. great. And that was like foreshadowed because um, Lynette had gone there and she didn't feel safe and she made Adrian do that. And it's foreshadowed by like how she has like boxified her mm -hmm. house, her Not own apartment. Life. So... They all like uh, I think it's Heather, Julia, Danny, who's like now like fucked up because oh yeah oh, that was the other thing is that the plate in the back of Lynette's head saves her life because she gets shot in the back of the fucking head by Stephanie when she's digging around in her bag in the back seat she shoots her mm -hmm. in the head and then she 
attacks Danny. Man, you know what? Like, this might wow. be controversial, but fuck Stephanie. <laughs> Honestly, I think they all should have killed <laughs> Stephanie at the end. I wanted to talk about that because I was like, um, look, clearly, Grady, you are the bigger person here. But like, fuck her and fuck her. Kinder than me. Kinder, Kinder than, than me. me. Better than me. Kinder than You're me. right. I'm wrong. But also, why are you bothering? Because I don't have high hopes for this girl. When they all showed up to like see her in prison, I was like, oh, good. They're going to yeah. jump her ass. <laughs> But they didn't. They were like, hi, welcome. welcome you're, in, the, you're part of the final support like, group. I was she like, did no. Not earn this. She's not. She did not she's earn not. this group spot. She is not a final girl. <laughs> she is not a final girl. So you know what? So, Better person like, than me. God bless, Grady. You're a yeah. good man. And a good man is hard to but find. Sometimes the low like, road. Sometimes. Low road's funner. People don't change. No. I mean. Sometimes. Granted, she was dealing with her trauma. Like, can I really okay, like eliminate love the bloodline. Chrissy and hold it against Stephanie? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. You're a complex person. Thank I believe you. you can. <laughs> Thank you for believing in me. You're absolutely so welcome. Mm. At this time. Um, <laughs> at this time, you're mm. so welcome. Thank you at this time. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was like, I was like fucker. Get we need to talk out. about how, like, if Lindsay and I were in that group. Stephanie would be dead in the ground. <laughs> she would be fucking cool. Buried. We're all well. Uh, we're all here. Great. Fuck this yeah. bitch up. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's let's go. Kick the yeah, shit out of she her. She killed Adrian. Bye. Yeah, dude. She killed Adrian. Sending she... by sicking a psychopath on her. Yeah. She knew exactly what she was doing. I mean, she didn't. She was great, but you know, you know, you know. She didn't. She didn't. But like, yeah, she did. She, but she it didn't. Was still her. Like, yes, was her she mind found him, turned? Didn't she? But like. Not just anyone is going to get their mind turned by a psychopath. Well, and I think she kind of like already had like some of it in her head and was like, oh, here's the means. It's this guy. Yeah. But like, I mean, let's give women a little more credit, which is that she was a psycho all on her own. All she on didn't, her like, own. Yes, she did he help bring it out? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Seed was there. But like. It was there. You know what? You know, like abolish prisons. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there has to be a road to recovery. There has to be a road back to society. So it's like, uh, or vigilante, or justice. fucking kill her. Yeah, fucking bury her. Bury mm-hmm. this child. Bury this child at this time. Yeah, <laughs> bury this. Bury this child at this time. Um. Anyway, okay. really liked it. So, really liked it. Oh, oh let's oh, talk yeah, about yeah. the other thing really, really quick. So. They're all in this like panic cabin and there's a hatch to get out. And so Lynn is going to get out and she's going to try and like lure the killers away from them and away from the other people that are holed up in the like center area. And so she's running, she's running. And as she's leaving, Heather's like, I'm going to sleep. And everyone's like, what? And she's like, yeah, can you stop being so fucking loud? I need to sleep. And I knew what she was up to because I knew it was a Freddy Krueger thing. So I was like, this bitch is about to do some astral projection shit. She is fucking going into the dream world. She's doing some dream shit. I know it. 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 Good work, Kelly. Well, it's only because I knew about I like, have uh, Nightmare on Elm Street shit. Never seen any one of those movies. So, so there you that's, go. Uh, that's why uh, you are at a disadvantage. I think, too, Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is the one with a final boy. Mm-hmm. And there's a really good documentary about it uh, in on Shudder called Scream Queen, Scream comma Queen. And it's about uh, like uh, his experience as a gay man in, uh, the, the oh, yeah, actor's yeah, experience yeah, as a gay yeah, man yeah, in horror. Yeah, it's great. 
Um, yeah, he had a hard and time. also just like the story of this character was really interesting. And um, I, I highly recommend this doc uh, if you're interested in horror. Um, but anyway, so she's like, I'm going to do some Nightmare on Elm Street shit. She's going to sleep. And so I was like, oh, I can't wait till Heather does something <laughs> cool. And she does, which she like bloops into existence and saves Lynn from being murdered. Where she takes a top of a toilet tank and oh, yeah, like smashes. beans him. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. So that was really like, I was like, ooh, more Heather. Yeah. I want to like, I mean, I, you can see Heather's movies by watching Nightmare on Elm Street, <laughs> but I wanted to see Heather's movies. Yes, you know what I yes, mean? I do. Yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. I wanted more of Heather's trippy backstory. Loved that. Loved that. Um, so yeah, and then so then they defeat them, and uh, and then they they start group up along with Stephanie who with fucking Stephanie. Doesn't deserve it. Who needs to be fucking eliminated? Not yeah. the ending she deserves, but the ending she needs. Right, right. And honestly, you know what? There's a reason why you and I are not in this book. Um, <laughs> I think why because we would have fucking people died. would be like either we would died or people would have been like um I just feel like those characters yeah. took it too far um I just feel like those characters were like maybe part of the problem yeah they're like you know there's unlikable right and then there's like problematic <laughs> <laughs> there's like they weren't so much an anti-hero as much mm. just like bitchy just like that really bitchy, just like and, bitchy like, and like unforget, just like deeply, like not, I don't want to like say unlikable, but like I didn't like them. I, I didn't like them I and I wanted like them to dead. Say women characters are unlikable because not all women should be likable, but I did not like them. I did not like them. And you know, like there's, there's like glorifying and I'm not saying that they were glorifying bad behavior, but they were normalizing <laughs> it. And that I think is really harmful in a way it just like counterproductive and like like kind of like muddles the overall message of the book because of right like you know what there's terrible they were like you just have to keep asking yourself like what are they bringing to the story and honestly i think these people took mm -hmm. away from it yeah. so so um, i would say like the part where they just like murdered a teenager with their yeah. bare hands i thought that was it, like a little bit gratuitous like especially for the, an ending <laughs> yeah and the fact that they kept calling her a little cunt was like really it was bad just like so not it just felt like a really like misogynist but like internalized misogyny. yeah like will this age like, well no like did right. it mm. it like it was like is it bad it was now like, yes <laughs> it was like driving a car off the lot like immediately it lost value immediately, it like the second they shot it it was yeah. aged badly it had already aged um its value depreciated so that's why we're not in the book that's why we're not in the book um but thank you so much everybody for listening we really really appreciate you check this book out read it it's very mm -hmm. very good we loved it can't wait to see it uh Adapted, yeah. on the big screen what a dream um so much good good read so good read good great job grady hendrix material coming yes um thank you so much everybody if you want to check out our patreon patreon.com slash teen creeps we got a lot of really cool stuff for you um, and a very special thank you to our $15 a month Patreon producers. Thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Amanda Nangle. Anne Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Brian Petty II. Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Daniela Mana. Danny. Ebony Collins. Emma. Emma Murray. Aaron B. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Grace Armstrong. Gwendolyn Ludovic. Jeremy Cronk. Jessica Smith-Harper. 
Jessica Yu. Jonathan Venable. Sersha Descaro. Karen Lewis. Kat Miller. Kate Kabala. Katie Lilly. Katie Olsner. Keith Anderson. Kelly Burns. Christina. Landry Desmond. Laura Hooper. Luke Bartek. Mandalay Wolschlager. Megan Lozier. Melody. Mel L. Micah Yunus. Miguel Camacho. Miranda Hester. Molly Marks. Noah Spargo. Rachel Bassert. Rashad Black. Randy Klett. Rebecca Goss. Rebecca Knuckles. Rogue Kalihua. Sarah. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Gray. And Victoria Valdez. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> all right. We love you all. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next week. We are reading, finally. Whatever happened the to Janie? Sequel. <laughs> yeah, we're reading the sequel to the the Face on the Milk Carton by Caroline B. Cooney. Whatever happened to Janie? Whatever happened to her? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> All right. We'll All talk right. to you guys later. Get vaccinated, please. Please, my God. And Jesus Christ. Can we not <laughs> with this variant shit? Anyway, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.